no longer greatness has arrived. Welcome to episode 341 of the Trophy Room, a PlayStation podcast made by the players for the players. I'm your host, Joseph, a.k.a. Mr. Bad Bit, and it is here where me and my best friend Kyle talk about the latest, the greatest in all things PlayStation. Of course, this week... We are talking about the not-rumored-anymore third-party and indie-focused state of play, the Unity Engine CEO showing their whole entire ass, Square Enix losing tons of gill, Horizon Forbidden West Complete Edition coming soon to PC, and Embracer trying to pawn off Gearbox, and so much more as we do it live each and every Wednesday night over at YouTube.com slash Room at 8 p. And so, with all that said, and with all that out of the way, the greatest co-host, whoever is, whoever will be, Mr. Solid Snake himself, Mr. Kyle Stevenson, how are you, sir? Hello. <laughs> I feel like a different person now. <laughs> I like it. It's a little low in your voice. Audio uh, ver- people, I have yeah. an eye patch on. <laughs> I'm <It's>... fine. <laughs> it's never made someone look more like Solid Snake yeah. Then right now. And I think it's because of the mustache and the beard. I don't know why. Most likely. it's doing it. All right. Yeah. Listen, before we break down the news, before we even get the starter question out of the way, Kyle. Mm-hmm. Did you shoot your eye out? What happened? What I did. Is wait, am I talking am I talking to negative Kyle? Like the bizarro Ooh. version of Kyle? I don't know. Some like might evil Kyle? Some might think I'm the uh, uh, what two B from near. Maybe yeah. I'm just two B in a different universe. <laughs> yeah, no, I to spare the disgusting details. Yeah, I have a a, a sty in the eye. Gotcha. Um, gotcha. And this is literally like when I am not on camera, yeah. this thing's off. <laughs> this is for everyone watching's benefit because gotcha. it doesn't look great. It's uh, not. But can, I'm I'm totally get, fine. It's. Can we take a just a. A quick game. No, no, absolutely just, not. Just like peek it out for just nope. a sec. Mm-mm. All right, Mm-mm. fair enough. No, um, it's gonna be just so distracting. Oh, oh distracting for you? Yeah. Oh, I'm so sorry, Joe. I'm sorry. <laughs> Jeez. I know you're going to uh, have to read the news still. That's not going away. No, I can see it. It's on the right side of my second screen with my good eye. I can still see it. Um, yeah, no, it's not like A super normal painful. podcast would trade. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, I'll do it this no. week. Nope. No, mm-hmm. I got it. Okay, <laughs> I got fair it. enough. Yeah, no, I'm totally fine. Don't worry about me. Okay. All right. Yeah. I don't, I don't I'm also really into one piece right now so yeah. you know now you're not a one piece life. guy though right like i've never watched a more than i think 30 seconds of an anime in my entire life i don't count pokemon okay um but yeah, the live action one piece good pretty rad no I'm episode five of ahsoka it. though right i <laughs> don't suck. care in the slightest <laughs> <laughs> i hope you said i <laughs> well listen kyle before we get into all the playstation goodness i asked for a starter question and toxic brought me that starter question all right and toxic writes in just like you can too if you head over to the Trophy Room Discord, link in the description, or you could tweet at us, at PS Trophy Room and Toxic writes in. I'm actually genuinely curious about this topic. Can we expect new games to be playable 
on the new iPhone. Ooh, wee, what is this? I know AC Mirage was confirmed, but what about any other big named upcoming third party games? After this announcement, I began, I'm sorry, I've been highly considering upgrading at Christmas. Also, I might have missed it, but was there any confirmation as to what technical platform is that these games would be playing from, i.e. the App Store, uh, could it be a cloud gaming service, remote play, or something else? I don't know if this is a I'd buy it the game twice situation to play something on the console and on my phone. Kyle, we have AC Mirage, we have Resident Evil both 8 and for re, uh, remake coming natively to the iOS and Mac store. And then last but not leastly, we have Death Stranding making its way, being able to be played natively on your iPhone. And it just, a whole bunch of questions just started ringing through my head. And I want to just go through you. What was your, what was your first thoughts when you saw this news? Because for me, I'm like, oh, that explains why Apple doesn't want like a PlayStation Store or Xbox Store on their phones, right? Like this is why they don't want Game Pass, you know, a native sure. app on on an iPad. So mm -hmm. I, I want to know what your first thought on this is. Are we making too big of a deal, or is this genuinely really impressive? It's impressive, but first thought immediately is like, how big is that battery? Mm. How how long are you able to play without it being plugged in? Because mm. and, and, and like how, what is the uh you know equivalent version of the game? Like, are we talking a PS4 right. uh, um, Wii or or PS4 early Switch comparison mm -hmm. in terms of like fidelity or? How it's, close? How close is it going to be to what we're going to be playing on our PS5s? So I think obviously the, not like ID like one to one. Yeah. I think the thing that makes it so impressive is that these are both games being played as of what I'm aware natively on on the iPhone, and yeah, which is nuts. the screenshots we're seeing so far. Again, they could be like doctored. You know, and you know how all these like companies like the the thing looks slice better. A, wait, wait, a vertical slice? Yeah, they just pull like the best looking thing. Yeah, or like it. like it could be like a PS4 screenshot, and they just put fit yeah. it on an iPhone. Yep. So like, who knows at the end of the day if that's how the game looks like? But even if it is or it's close to, it's still really impressive. Like this seems like it's playing the PS4 equivalent of you know all these games, and I think that's what makes this thing really really take off at least to me like i uh, i mean i'll get to the next question here because they kind of go hand in hand m9 prime goes quick question for the show do you think playing big games on your phone will take off touch controls are okay at best so you will need to bring a controller with you plus i find a lot of games lose track of progress when you get interrupted with a call or messages that need a quick reply at that point, wouldn't it be easier and cheaper just to have a dedicated device like a Rock Ally, a Steam Deck, or that PlayStation Portable? Uh, personally, I'll I'll give games on my phone. Sorry, I give up on games on my phone. It's useless. It's something quick and easy to kill a few minutes. I wouldn't want to pour 20 hours into a game on my phone unless it's aimed at people that take that long to poop. <laughs> Listen, I used to play... 
Pokemon on the toilet yeah. on my Game Boy for no a long time. <laughs> no shame. Let's not, let's not yeah, shame the no poop players. You know? <laughs> no, absolutely not. Uh, I mean, that is the the million dollar question, right? Yeah. Like, for me, I'm kind of in line with M9 Prime. Mm-hmm. I'd much rather just play on a dedicated handheld thing. Yeah. A big, usually bigger screens. Usually you don't have a better battery life and not like you'll have in life, you know, interruptions like your yep. phone will ring while you're playing a video game like we do now. Yep. But to have it like pop up on the screen or or having this is such a silly, Tell stupid me. little thing. But like remembering, like put it on airplane mode before you play a game, mm-hmm. whatever, just just kind of mitigate that kind of distraction run in distraction. Yeah. Too many steps, I feel like. I feel like this is a first step in what could be something that is the next big, I would say, evolution in the space. When, you know, we've been talking about Apple and Google entering the game space, we've been kind of thinking about, oh, does that mean Apple is making a console? No, it means Apple is making a phone that can play all these games that we really love, right? Mm-hmm. Um, natively, not in in in. We don't need a a cloud in order to stream it. Look, I think it, uh, the 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 max iPhone like capacity you could get, I think, is like a terabyte. It's like something stupid in storage. Jeez. So like, we're we're getting into that into that space where. In the next few years, this is going to be a bigger and bigger thing. So the first thing I thought of is just like, yeah, it, it may not be for us, M9, but it's definitely for the kids, right? Like, as I say Ooh, that, it seem old. I don't know if I like that, Joe. I mean, Stingray in chat brings up a great point. Yeah. Price of the phone doesn't justify playing games like that on it. I don't have Apple, but I assume it would be $2,000 plus. Like, when you say it's for kids, what? Yeah. That's like the well, most think expensive about console system out there. Then. Yeah. I mean, think about it, though. How many kids do you see running around with an iPad or running around with a tablet and they're playing Fortnite? I'm not saying like tomorrow this is going to be adopted. I'm talking about like sure. four, five years down the line. This is going to be something we're much more familiar with. And I think that's why we're seeing people warn about Apple. You know, warning about these big tech companies coming into an industry that they're not, you know, familiar with and um, throwing their money around in it. I think that's where the concern really lies, which we'll talk about in a much broader sense very soon. But that's Mm -hmm. that's what I'm more concerned about is like Apple coming in here and in four or five years time. What does this ecosystem look like or marketplace look like um that's what concerns me for me i would rather actually have that dedicated device like a playstation portable or a steam deck because you're right i'm not being dinged i'm not being distracted Mm -hmm. um there's like i don't have to close the app but those are also things that are problems that will be solved in time you know by apple by or google so it's gonna be like the one problem it Very won't solve though, thing. Joe. And I yeah. know you can say, you know, get a backbone, or whatever. Yeah. Touch controls on RE4. I don't know. <laughs> and that's why I say, Kyle, it may not be this may not be for quote unquote us, but they're selling yeah. dual senses in stores. Yeah, I guess that's fair. 
right? And at the same exact time, again, it may not be for us people that are like Ugh, touch controls, it's totally but there fair. are people that have grow, grow, grown up with touch controls. Yeah. And they're true. like analog sticks. Ew. You know, it, so. It's also wild. We'll get to it later in the yeah. show. How some things that were only on phone are coming to PlayStation. <laughs> Pretty nuts. Pretty much. Yeah. Maybe those kids aren't going to be running around with tablets anytime soon. That being said, let's get a little a little bit into some housekeeping. First and foremost, for audio listeners out there, uh, we're breaking this show up into two parts. First, we're going to break down the news as we know it, and then we're going to have a little segue into our reactions of the PlayStation September state of play. Uh, and for video watchers, hey, just us in here, uh, we're going to be breaking that up into two videos. So this one will be just our news, our average episodes, and then we will have a separate uh, stream where you get to join us uh, and react alongside us to the PlayStation state of play. So tune in for that. That being said, again, a little bit more housekeeping. The Trophy Room store, guess what? We got merch, and guess what? House Banger is losing, and House Slinger is winning. That's what everybody's saying. Uh, where, then, where are these polls happening? On Trump's social media platform? What's happening here? I may have a truth. I may be a truth there. Who knows? Uh, also... Our PlayStation 5 uh, and controller giveaways, uh, the PlayStation 5, we'll, we'll let you know how we're giving that away. Ooh-wee. It's always going to be for charity. For the Spider-Man DualSense controller, uh, that contest ends on September 25th. How you're entered to win, there's multiple different ways. You could be a patron. Uh, you could be a member of our Discord channel. You could be a, or give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or on Spotify. And make sure you're following us on at PS Trophy Room on Platform X. So, yeah, make sure you rate us a five-star review. It really does help us out. It really does get our name out there, and uh, it really does help. So, yeah, any way you can, thank you. It would be very appreciated. That said, our Patreon pitch, as always, the reason why we look so great, we sound so good, is because of your generosity over at patreon.com slash Trophy room. So if you ever got you through a long car ride, tough day at work, whatever your situation may be, it really does help us out. You toss us a buck our way over at patreon.com slash PS Trophy Room. I want to thank our newest members. By the way, if I've messed up the list, because I'm pretty sure I did this week, please DM me. My DMs are open. All right. I always want to make sure I get the, this is where I get my anxiety. I want to give shout outs where they belong. Okay. I want to thank our newest members, Chris Games and Liam Rust at the Platinum Tears. I want to thank our premium producers, Todd Burowitz and Toxic. I want to thank our platinum producers, Jay Shea, Jedi Master Ren, Cowboy Danger D, Jonas Young, the Green Gorilla Gamer, Chaotic Monkey, Millennium Falcon Gaming, Ryuko Kill90, Steven Flesh, Strubles and Bits, Bertos Maximus. Chris, Hybrid, 748, Matt Valdez, Chris the Wizard, Solo, Liam Russ, Silkanet, and Desmi. I want to thank our gold members, Cypher Primus, Doth, Simon the Pie Man, Jesse Garcia, JB the Purple Monkey, Hayden Doys, Katie, Kevin Mitchell, Kevin Diaz, Marcus O'Neill, The Red Arrow, Aegis Hermit, Andrew Zor, Astronaut Junior, not to be mistaken with Astronaut Senior, The Winter Gamer, Robbie Bobby Miller, Brenton Zachary, Brunty Blob, Bubble Boy, N7, Captain Logan, Final Fan, XZ, Hambone, JD Dillinger, M9 Prime, Stone Cold, ET, Tino Six Speed, not to be confused with Tino Seven Speed, and Johnson, Shaw McKenzie, Rick Arrington, Spam and Bamman, Matthew King, 
Duh over Lord Dwane Raksha, Rick Davis, Sil Cannon, and the Lord Commander Suddy. Whew, Kyle, I need a cough one out. I've been fighting a cough for 30 seconds. So with all that said, with all that out of the way, Kyle, it's time to square up the news. I've never heard one someone eye. say, I need to cough one out. <laughs> I need to cough one out, you know? Uh, first news that needs to be squared up comes from Chris Scullion over at BGC. Chris writes, Embracer Group is considering selling Gearbox report claims. Reuters, via Market Screener, says the Swedish company is looking at options for the Borderlands studio and that a sale is one of those options. The publication cites, quote, three people familiar with the matter speaking under an under anonymity, anonymity. Go, you got it you who got was it reiterated that a sale is only being considered at this stage and may not happen two of the sources claim that embracer has received interest from third parties keen on buying the studio and is weighing up the possibility of selling it potential buyers who reportedly mainly consist of quote-unquote international gaming groups already have access to gearbox marketing materials it's claimed Embracer is in the process of restructuring after announcing in May that a major deal had fallen through unexpectedly at the last minute, causing it to slash its earnings forecast and resulting in a nosedive in shares by over 40%. This led to Embracer announcing in June that it was implementing a new quote-unquote restructuring program, which will see some game studios close and some projects canceled. Embracer acquired Gearbox in 2021 for up to $1.4 billion, although the upfront fee was far lower. And since then has made numerous other high profile purchases, including the rights to The Hobbit and The Lord of the Rings. In an email viewed by Bloomberg, Gearbox Chief Communications Officer Dan Hewitt told staff there were many possible outcomes after the studio was put up for sale. Quote, the base case is that Gearbox remains a part of Embracer, he wrote. However, there are many options under consideration, including Gearbox's transfer, taking Gearbox independent and others. Ultimately, we'll move ahead with 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 whichever path is best for both Gearbox and Embracer, end quote. This is nuts, because I honestly thought this is probably one of the studios that was safe, and one of the organizations within the organization that were probably safe, because Gearbox is a company that has made consistent hits. They are a company that right now are making their own movie. Like, the IP mm -hmm. seems like is popular, and you might want to, I don't know. I mean, they even have, like, a remaster-like collection, if, I, if a I'm A very good deal, too. Uh, yeah. It's the golden pandora or pandora's box yep. collection it's got every borderlands thing including the telltale game the oh, new wow. um uh, um telltale game tales from the borderlands yeah like everything borderlands is in one package and it's one hell of a deal yeah so like it's kind of a like it to me i'm a little stunned by this news mm -hmm. i want to know because you're the you're the the borderlands fan yeah, You're and I did not appreciate the Borderlands slander and the Discord. Why? What, what was with the you? slander? What, what, what were people oh, saying? There, there are multiple people, like, I think Savoy Prime would be like, oh, Borderlands is awful. It's terrible. Oh. What a terrible game. Listen, I mean, Savoy. Is it overrated? Shut up. Yes. <laughs> you know? Is it? Is it, it says, the... Was Borderlands 3 not the best? Yeah, no. Yeah. Absolutely not. Those, th that, those villains were legitimately just annoying. Oh, yeah. At the, at the end game, though, there were some really cool story things, Fair. but... That game that, is fun as all hell. But that said, when you hear this news, what does it what does it get your mind to thinking? To me, the fact that they are selling this 
or looking to sell this off and not the Lord of the Rings stuff means like they're going to probably go all in on those IP. Yeah, they're, they're all going to they're going in on the Lord of the Rings and they're going to and the Hobbit and be that's mm-hmm. the money maker. People will buy those games because those fandoms are, you know, very hungry for new Lord of the Rings stuff. I mean, that's true. And and, and Gearbox, I feel like, is maybe an easier sell um just because of their long lineage of like you know like you said quality titles that they don't seem to miss often there have yeah. been a couple here and there like um what was that Hero battleborn Shooter. there it is put respect on uh, battleborn <laughs> yeah um Rip. also they're publishing with uh um godfall yes so Maybe like they've had the some best. misses here and there yeah. um but when it comes to like Borderlands or Moneymaker, they know what makes that game great. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like other outside companies are going to look at that and be like, oh, this is an easy buy. Mm. We get a very huge established IP uh, that is in a genre that is still very hot. Uh, right. Looter shooters are still very you know popular. Um, why not? Mm. And, and I think the reason why they wouldn't sell like the Lord of the Rings is because that's going to be way too expensive. Yeah. I feel like they're going to ask way too much money for, for those IPs. I mean, you make some good points. I think it, the the thing I would probably add to it is this kind of probably this not kind of, this probably means whatever Gearbox is cooking. It's not ready by the time that, you know, Embracer Group needs it to be ready. So like, I don't think you're going to get like money. a, yeah, and, and they they need it fast. They're like they're like this is a name brand that we know can get us cash. We can license out things like Lord of the Rings. We got big projects in the works. You would think for that, it's a much yeah. bigger, much n- more known IP. This uh-huh. is something that could catch the eye of like a a two K uh, like like you know. Well, two K had them acquisition well they had like a partnership with them they had like a, a partnership with gearbox at um, oh i guess you're right i thought yeah. they were just like underneath the 2k umbrella no already. i think i think there's there's like a weird ownership between borderlands and take two or a weird gotcha. partnership that gearbox has with take two with uh borderlands but that said kyle do you think at the end of the day this is good news because maybe you know they could find that independence where do you you're kind of fought like like falling in line in terms of how you're feeling about what's happening right now unfold i i i mean if anybody could make it on their own i feel like gearbox can yeah i feel like i mean i don't even know if he's still in charge but you know randy, randy pitchford's maybe not the best head of you know a studio um but i do think they can make it on their own if they want to go that route and 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 be like another ioi where they Mm -hmm. can kind of you know do their own thing and live in what they know to do well and what they know to do well is borderlands and looter shooters but i can also see them being a an extremely valuable asset to playstation i mean let's be real do you really think that makes sense i do (laughs) To have All a right, first-person shooter? No, I'm serious. Have a first-person yeah. shooter IP uh, in underneath your umbrella on the push of doing the um, 
the games of service games route. of service kind of thing and turning borderlands into that kind of thing i can see it makes sense so i wouldn't be like oh this acquisition came out of nowhere you know what yeah. i mean like if that ever happens i could be like okay i understand where they're coming from i i this is the first time a rare one for me that i get distracted by chat captain logan writes that yeah. dude can't ever keep flash drive safe sure God can't damn sure can't if you um, ever go to a, a thing where he's like there alive he'll also do ma- no i mean like out of packs oh. they have a borderlands panel whatever he's gonna do magic tricks too he loves those magic tricks. loves them so all right part of me goes well playstation already has a you know studio that's known for first person shooters bungie in their repertoire Like, what is it that Borderlands truly brings to the table that a game like Destiny doesn't already do? And at the same exact time, it doesn't hurt to say, well, here's another iconic character-based, story-driven shooter out there that there is a dedicated fan base for. But I just don't see past the IP why they would really want them. I mean, especially if if memory serves right, they've paid about $1.4 billion for Gearbox Embracer. So like the range of money that Embracer is looking for is probably steep as well, right? Sure. So yeah. I, I don't know if that makes sense to me. I think the, the, make, the thing that makes the most synergistic sense is put that over to 2K. Right. At the same exact time, Gearbox has a publishing arm that I think lost some folks due to mm-hmm. it shedding itself, unfortunately. So it's like 2K would probably not want that either. Right. That that baggage because they already have yeah. private division. So it's it's interesting for sure. It just sucks that this is. Again, it's 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 this is the negative part of these the the consolidation we always talk so much about is like you have companies walking in generally don't know their ass from their elbow and they're coming in making these big bets and sure as hell they're not paying off right like whatever the hell Embracer thought didn't pay off Amazon Luna looks like it's not paying off Google <laughs> rip Stadia I almost forgot Stadia existed there for a second so it's just like that's what concerns me right now um so i really hope at the end of the day no one buys gearbox gearbox just becomes independent and they start doing their own things and they start making or publishing games that have that gearbox vibe to it you know similar like to like how devolver works you know you know a devolver joint when it lands but Mm -hmm. those studios here for the most part completely independent from devolver so that's what I would kind of like to see from Gearbox. I don't know. All right. Call okay. me old fashioned, but I just don't see yeah. them fit in the mold, you know? Yeah, agree to disagree. All right, fair. The eye patch is distracting. Kyle, <laughs> you look Again, so goddamn serious. How yes. dare you? <laughs> Kyle, let's take away the next story, good sir. Uh, Zarmina Khan over at PS Lifestyle writes Horizon Forbidden West Complete Edition for PS5 outed by rating board. An unannounced Horizon Forbidden West Complete Edition has been leaked for the PS5. The leak comes from Singapore's rating board IMDA. The listing was spotted over the weekend, suggesting an announcement in the near future. 
Mm. Horizon Forbidden West Complete Edition release date might, oh, that's just the same title. Uh, much like its predecessor, Horizon Forbidden West's upcoming release includes the base game as well as the Burning Shores expansion. Although the base game was released on the PS4, Burning Shores did not. And as a result, the Complete Edition is skipping the last-gen console as well. As we previously reported, rumors have been swirling that Sony has a PlayStation State of Play event scheduled for September. Uh, guess what, Zermina? It's, it's happening. It's possible right that Horizon Forbidden West Complete Edition will be dated then, if not sooner, on the PlayStation blog. Okay. I don't want to spend so much time on this because in 20 minutes we could be talking about it. Sure. Um, but I wanted to gauge what the internet thought of Horizon, you know, Forbidden West Complete Edition coming to PC. And, you know, I just want to note the level of progress we've made. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Because a year or two ago, people were like, why even buy a PlayStation? This is the worst thing ever. Now, finally, Kyle, finally, we're seeing people going, no, this is awesome. More people get to play it. Oh, I get to play on my Steam Deck. Wow. Wow, it's like PlayStation cool. didn't burn down. So, yeah. um, Kyle, what do you what do you think about this news? Horizon Forbidden West coming to PC, possibly. I mean, yeah, this is a win. You kidding yeah. me? Right. Uh, more even they get the only the base game is totally fine, but like that Burning Shores is real good. Everybody, it's really good. It's yeah. really good, and so again. You know what you just mentioned. More people get to play it. I am all for. Mm-hmm. I, I again, I could be wrong in twenty minutes. Uh, don't think it's going to be at state of play. You don't think so? Because that state of play is focused on third party and indies. Okay. So I don't know if it'll show up there, but they could throw it in like at at the end. I don't know. But you want to make a quick bet right here, right now, and see no. who's right in thirty minutes. No. What if I, what if the bet is you have to put on another eye patch? I knew that's what the bet was going to be. That's why I preemptively said no. Oh, <laughs> that's enough. the first thing that popped in your my head when you said, "Yo, you want to make a bet?" I was like, "Oh, he's going to say another eye patch." Yeah. I know immediately. He's going to say no. <laughs> yeah, no, man. I think this is awesome. And it, my immediate first thought is like, "Can't wait to play it on the Steam Deck." And I saw one person go like, "And maybe they're trying to be trolly. I don't know." But they replied with, well, I ain't going to buy a PS5, so give me more of these PlayStation games. And I'm like, yeah, that's actually probably the mindset to have. Like, if you're cool. not going to buy a PlayStation 5, this yeah. is and this game intrigues you, but not enough to pull the trigger on one. All right, well, here you go. So to me, this is awesome, and it's great to see people's mindset slowly but surely shift from mm-hmm. suddenly more people playing a game is bad. So, yeah. Horizon can't wait to play it with wazed controls. <laughs> Was there um, any uh, uh, bounce back for the Death Stranding on the Apple phone? Not nothing. N- okay, even that. So yeah, then maybe we really are moving up, moving on as a as a species. Maybe we're healing. <laughs> maybe society. <laughs> maybe we are healing. Heal. <laughs> oh boy, we're connecting everyone together. Yeah. Via strands. This is a strand game. That's right. (laughs) We're doing it in real life. All right, Kyle. Let's talk about this next one. There's already so many updates to this story, but uh, let's get the base one out of the way. 
This comes from Logan Plant over at IGN. Why Unity's new install fees are spurring massive backlash among game developers. Game developers aren't happy with a new policy from Unity that will cost developers a small fee every time someone downloads a game built on Unity's game engine. It's called the Unity Runtime Fee, and the new pricing model will apply to developers who reach a certain amount of installs and revenue. Quote, we are introducing a Unity runtime fee that is based upon each time a qualifying game is downloaded by an end user, Unity's announcement reads in part. We chose this because each time a game is downloaded, the Unity, run the Unity runtime is also installed. Also, we believe that an initial install-based fee allows creators to keep the ongoing financial gains from player engagement, unlike a revenue share, end quote. The Unity runtime fee is scheduled to take place on or excuse me, take effect on January 1st, 2024. And it's been universally panned by developers on social media since its announcement earlier today. Unity's blog post details what games will qualify for the Unity runtime fee based on two key criteria. One, the game has passed a minimum revenue threshold in the last 12 months. And two, the game has passed a minimum lifetime install count. Unity further lays out the minimum revenue and install count to qualify with different thresholds for developers using unity personally or unity plus unity pro and unity enterprise for smaller indie developers who use unity personal or plus they'll have to pay unity 20 cents per install once their game passes two hundred thousand dollars in revenue over the last 12 months and two hundred thousand life to date installs this new policy has caused a lot of backlash among developers who are raising concerns about free-to-play games charity bundles and more one big concern is surrounding freemium games, quote unquote, that cost nothing to download and rely on in-game purchases for revenue. For instance, if a free-to-play game has made $200,000 in the last 12 months, but has millions of people installing it, the developer could end up owing Unity more than the profit earned from in-game purchases. There's already been a whole lot of backtracking by Unity, but we're seeing a lot whole more lot. developers come out and... Um... Yep. Call for them to completely reverse this as it and seems like. So. Yeah. And it seems like from what's been kind of leaked out, which was they knew that this original plan would upset a whole lot of developers um, so that they had a less shitty version on deck. The, the actual plan that they had so that when this came out, they it looked like they backtracked and listened and went, all right, here's a little bit of the rub. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Yeah. Um, now you might be saying, well, Joe, how does this, how does this like affect me, right? How does this affect mm. PlayStation? Um, you know, Unity is one of the most popular game engines uh, out there. So many Absolutely. developers use them, especially smaller developers. Um, that's why this is an issue because what Unity has come out and said is, listen, we're going to. Um, First and foremost, this is their their fixes. First and foremost, reinstall charges. So we are not going to charge a fee when people reinstall a game. So for the first install, they're taking money from you. Fraudulent uh, in installs. We are not going to charge a fee for fraudulent installs. How does that make sense? How do you know what's a fraudulent in reinstall or install and what's not? Because one of the some folks out there were saying, well, if someone pirates this game and installs it then they're hurting me. They're yeah. they're literally just taking money out. So what what is the plan here of saying, well, how does this how are you going to catch that? How are you going to know it's a pirated version of this game? Uh they've completely backtracked on uh on uh, uh demos, which is a good sign, but 
you know, if you're a developer, and I think that the biggest thing that affects PlayStation is if you're a developer, one of the safe bets is to go to Game Pass or to go to PlayStation Plus with your game and have PlayStation or, or Xbox or whoever give you some uh, a bucket of cash that pretty much goes, hey, listen, if you give us your game for a year or six months, uh, here's $40,000. And if you're a independent developer, you're a one-man team, two-man team, whatever the case, that is going to be a very lucrative deal for you. But if all of a sudden now there are, you know, I don't know, 40,000 people that download your game. Now, all of a sudden, that 40 grand becomes 30, right? Like, it, it affects you in, in it implicates you in so many things that now there, there's a, a, mis, a, a, a mythical, like, a, a arithmetic you have to figure out to see if this may or may not actually be a good deal for you. So there's just so many problems with what Unity is trying to offer developers that this is going to affect their livelihood. Uh, and that means for you, the PlayStation player, um, that there may be games that just skip PlayStation or skip PlayStation Plus because they can't take the risk. And there is going to be games that are going to be overlooked on purpose by PlayStation because Unity will charge PlayStation instead of the developer. That's their latest fix if it's downloaded onto their subscription service. So no matter where you look at this thing, this is just a bad deal for developers. A lot of people are just rightfully pissed off about this. And it just comes down to them charging you strictly because they can charge you. Uh, or charging and, developers and to, strictly because they can. to that last point you just made, it also can lead to, and I've seen multiple devs talk about it of like they're just going to delist the game yeah and, and then it's gone forever which is another you know you know not in the cap to physical games at least you're going to have it uh but even then like are they going to charge for a physical game install to be installed on your console like is that a part of this i've i tried to look it up just to see if they mentioned it. it's nowhere to be seen so i have no idea if that's even a part of that thing which is ridiculous this whole thing yeah. is just ridiculous it's ridiculous In and it's just indie greedy. devs it was so great indie devs already work so damn hard so many of them are these are like passion projects for yeah. them and and many of them are like their first game yeah so like margins are already super thin and to add on this no matter what it is any added cost to it is a is a negative outcome yeah and to see the hundreds of, of developers be like, listen, we've never had to make a statement before, but this shit sucks. Yeah. This is awful. And like big names. Like I know Yuna in chat says Cult of the Lamb. Devolver. You know, talked about it. Devolver. Uh, uh, Slay the Spire came out and said, mm -hmm. listen, we that was the one I mentioned where like, yeah, we never make a statement. We're making one now because this shit sucks. Yeah. And like <laughs> there's so many. This is affecting everyone. And I can't tell. I, I don't see how any indie dev any would be okay with this. I mean, Captain Logan says in the chat perfectly, this is going to have ripple effects all the way down to whether or not teachers are going to want to teach people how to develop for unity. Right. One so like, million percent. Yeah. This yeah. is going to affect people like kids that want to get into development. Yes, Teens, it's people ridiculous. In like this, this really sucks. I really hope they, 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 they do about it because this is, this is just straight up I, ridiculous. 
I really want to know what the tipping point was to even think of this. Well, apparently their CEO was the ex-CEO of EA. So um, the the, the man that loved loot boxes. said. Exactly. So we're dealing with EA, worst company in the world in 2006 when they beat Halliburton. Like that's the type of company that we're we're, we're dealing with, the type of leadership we're dealing with. So it sucks because honestly, there, you know, I saw people out there going like, Honestly, who's going to go out there? And, you know, one of the problems that people were seeing is like, well, what if someone's just trolling us and they just constantly uninstall, reinstall, uninstall, reinstall? Oh, absolutely. They have no control over that. And people can do that. And one person's like, well, I saw one person on the Internet go, well, what sane person would actually do that? And I'm like, no sane person would. Have you been on the Internet? (laughs) (laughs) But like, have you seen Metacritic? Like. I can't I can't think about like making an email to go make an account on Metacritic just to, you know, one star a game because it's not on my platform of choice. But we see people that have literally dozens of emails and even more time do that. (laughs) So it's like, no, of course, there's going to be bad actors and weirdos out there that feel jaded for whatever reason. It could be strictly. I mean, look at how look at Bungie. They literally had to sue a guy to oblivion because he kept on making death threats, bomb threats, and even showing up at their premises because they, they yeah. he didn't like the direction of the game. Like there are weirdo yeah. people out there. So like this this is gonna have ripple effects. This is mm-hmm. this is not great. Whether you're on PlayStation, yeah. Xbox, PC, whatever have you. This sucks. Terrible. Terrible. Absolutely terrible. terrible. And I really hope this doesn't uh, like Logan mentioned in chat, like I really hope this doesn't sway younger individuals away from Dave. making games. Yeah, like or people who are early on in their making games in Unity, you know, phase. They're like, I'm gonna follow my dream, I'm gonna start my game up, and they've mm-hmm. already put in months, years of work into it, and then they see this and already feel disheartened yeah. about what the end outcome is. I really <sighs> hope that they don't take it and just abandon ship. Yeah. Like I really I really want them to you know succeed and and uh uh you know propel themselves and make whatever they can make and hopefully this decision gets reversed cuz it really is going to affect everybody and it just yeah. effing sucks. Yeah. And I think it, it kind of boils down to I saw this really great article of like 2023 has been the best year for video games, but the worst year for games where it's like, yeah, we are playing right now. Some of the best games possibly yep. even ever made. This is going to go down as easily one of, if not the best year in video games, but you know, the backdrop, you know, be, the behind the scenes, we're seeing more plays like this play out mm-hmm. and uh, more and more developers, more and more jobs are just getting axed. Um, yeah. it just, it, yeah, a lot of it just comes down to greed and, uh, mm-hmm. that's what this move is. You know, it's, uh, it's sad to see, but Ay-ay-ay. it is what it is. That said, Kyle, you want to talk about something that we weren't invited to? <laughs> I absolutely do. <laughs> yeah, take uh, it away. Tom, Tom Ivan over at VGC writes new Spider-Man two screenshots show off Times Square and Brooklyn. 
Three new Spider-Man 2 screenshots have been published, showing off several locations players will get to visit in the upcoming sequel. The screenshots uh, were released as part of a New York Times feature focused on the game's recreation of New York City. They show off Times Square, plus Coney Island and the Grand Army Plaza Arch in Brooklyn. Quote, we've added Queens in Brooklyn this time, so roughly speaking, the map size is about two times larger than the previous titles. And Samiac Games creative director Brian Intathar Intahar recently told Famitsu via Gamatsu. Quote, since these two areas are somewhat smaller and residential, I think you'll find them different from Manhattan. Mm. We've prepared some unexpected situations we haven't done before, like a battle on the river between two of the cities, so I hope you'll look forward to them. In terms of the size of the city, it's double the size compared to Spider-Man 1, Intahar also told the Washington Post. When you play in Queens, there's much more of a neighborhood feel, smaller buildings, which is why the web wings work so well traversing in that area, where you can swing low to the ground if you want to, or you can fly through, end quote. The Chrysler building, which was featured in 2018 Spider-Man, but was absent from 2022 spinoff Miles Morales, is also missing from the sequel as Insomniac was unable to secure a copyright agreement with the building's new owners, according to the New York Times. Isn't that also, weird? just learned yeah. that buildings have owners that have copyrights on them. Right? That's wild. What do you think that landlord does? <laughs> uh, he sits Spoiler and collects alert. money. Exactly. <laughs> Absolutely <laughs> nothing. That's all he does. I saw a chart the other day of like how rent has gone up in this country like since the 70s. And it's just, it's just an arrow that points directly up. You directly know? up. And you yeah, got yeah. something called the but, Chrysler you know, Building. Our generation, Joe. Yeah, we need we need to stop complaining about things. That's right. You know, we have it too easy for we us. Do. You know what I mean? We got Netflix. When I grew up, there was no Netflix. Come on, Wild. binge. No, we had a hoop and a stick, and we loved it. We loved it. You know. Listen, I can't barter for a car like you could back in the day. That's with right. Bag of wheat and flour. Get out of here. We used to, we used to tease the weak ones like we'd call you. I don't know, Patchy. <laughs> That's yeah, one-eyed cow yeah, over there. That's right. That's right. It's goddamn Sasquatch. <laughs> <laughs> Kyle. All right. Listen, we weren't uh, we weren't invited to the preview event. That no. didn't activate my, you know, imposter syndrome as someone who hosts a very popular, if not one of the most popular PlayStation podcasts on the internet. Not invited to this. Show. I'm not yeah, upset. No. I'm definitely not upset. I've seen, you know, Canadian outlets yeah. that cover mobile games be invited, but yeah. you know, not us. Not That's us. Wild. That's weird. I'm not jealous of, of Mr. No, Favarki. Totally not me. Can be jealous of Tell Steve. It. He oh, told no, me he no, could no, fit all Steve. 19 inches of venom, and I <laughs> and he had video Steve. evidence, but he was not allowed to show it until the embargo was up. I will. I will say, that you know, earlier. Fans. Stingray in chat says, what happened to Kyle's eye? Did he take 19 inches to it? And that <laughs> gave me a good chuckle. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, yeah. I'm happy for Steve. I'm happy for oh, everyone yeah. that got there to, to play it. Yeah. Looks cool. I'm just, it's so, so close. I'm so excited. And so the fact that Queens cool. is good there. Good for you. Good for you. The fact that Queens is there. Yeah. And I have the chance to swing by where the Mets play and City Field being in the Ooh. game. That is very exciting. I okay. really hope I can do that. That's the thing. When people like complain about oh like, oh, it's the imagine a boss fight in there. Oh right. my god! When people are like, oh, oh it's, it's the same. You know, it's just going to be the same map. I'm like, gosh, you know, they didn't. It, it's not a literal one for like. It's not a one for one New York City. You know, they can add more blocks. 
you know? 1,000%. Like, like you, you know this is a video game. Like, when, when people say that, I'm like, that's coming off real dumb. Because for me, it's like, yeah, no, you could go to, like, you know, like Chinatown or, like, Little Italy. Like, that's, you know, the feeling of New York. Trust me, they get the vibe in one. But, like, for them to work in in more depth, like, when they talk about that neighborhood feel... You know, a lot of these districts have a different feeling. And, and uh, you know, I feel they like... They definitely do. Yeah, I feel like Miles Morales did or, or introduced that with... Uh, with What was it in, in Miles Morales? Was it Brooklyn and Miles Morales? No. Uh, it was, was it Harlem? Harlem, there you go. So, like, what they were able to do there, I want to see that expanded out. I want each borough to kind of feel like it's... Not to say its own ecosystem, but, like, something along those lines. So... yeah. This Different kind of excites enough. me. That said, Kyle, we know what Spider-Man is. Like, we've seen it be played. So, like, my question for you, A, mm -hmm. Insomniac incredibly confident in what they're about to show a Absolutely. month in. Um, but what is it that, you like, they're hiding from us, <laughs> that they're going to show us mm -hmm. that is really going to wow us? Because we already saw so much, you know, yeah, in the showcase. Is... So I want to know what you think. This is interesting because we've already gotten, to, which is wild to think, we've gotten two Insomniac Spider-Man games yeah. in the last five years, which is yeah. nuts. <laughs> uh, I I don't know what that is, right? Like, what, new new powers? We already saw a, bunch, a, a little bit of the Venom powers. Like, yeah. new areas? Yeah, we just saw screenshots of new areas. Like, what, what? is that thing? And I I generally do not know. I want to see tag team takedowns. That would be cool. I yeah. do. Just from that one little story trailer, though, I feel like Miles and Peter are going to be at it with each other for most of the story. Oh, yeah. You think that's a good portion? I, I feel like that might be a big, you know, six, seven hour chunk. Mm. Ooh, Maybe. that's a log. Uh, I think they're going to go at it for a few hours. Um, I don't think it's going to be a majority of the game. I think it's going to be like a third, maybe, or like a fourth of the game. Yeah, like it's going to be like one arc because uh, there ain't no way they're killing off Miles or Peter. Like, I think that's uh, out of the question. I hope not. And yeah. uh, I would be upset, not going to lie. I would I would but, too. Yeah. Uh, but it's interesting because I don't know what else we can really see that I don't already want to just see for myself when it comes in you know october 20th exactly so like, like they they gave us the 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 wingsuit yeah that's enough right there that's it so like maybe like mid traversal like switching to miles and and peter but like oh even then. like the gta 5 thing where exactly you can kind of, that would be dope yeah so maybe that's what they kind, yeah. of, kind of show us that type of vertical slice i mean you mentioned it i think weeks ago mm -hmm. and i've also had this thought of like what if they are going to introduce another spider. Yeah. And we're getting Ghost Spider. We're getting Spider-Gwen. We're, yeah. I don't know, like, maybe there's a third playable Spider-Man character in yeah. this. I, who knows? Yeah. You know, maybe it's Spider-Pick. Who knows? Ooh. Do you think, <laughs> do you, genuine question. Okay. This is, this is something I've been thinking about, I think, last week we had the question about our favorite Spider-Man outfits mm -hmm. or costumes. I hope we get that Spider Verse. Oh yeah, room of like all the suits. 
Oh. And that and that's how you pick what suit you wear instead of just popping to the menu and clicking. I would love to have a dedicated like like room. a spider spider layer almost. Yeah. Yeah. You know, similar to like Aunt May's uh 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 shed basement in the in the in the first the shed. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's kind of what I. Fair enough. Hey, did see. you actually get to see across the Spider Verse? Not yet. Well, I wanted I wanted to watch it. it with the girls. Yeah. I was like, oh, we're going to have a movie night as soon as I got it. And I go upstairs and be like, oh, guess what came in? I'm excited. You, I know you wanted to watch it with me, whatever. It's like, oh, we can't, Uncle Kai Kai. Uh, we're watching Little Mermaid mm. with mom. I was like, okay, that's fair enough. Yeah. So I don't want to watch it without them because I know they want to watch it. Fair enough. Fair enough. Even though I should, so I don't cry <laughs> well yeah of? maybe maybe you shouldn't because of the eye patches yeah it's it's gonna get gross it's gonna get gross logan how could i spoil something i have no idea about <laughs> i have zero idea if we get gwen in the game oh, i have boy. no idea oh boy logan stay in your lane <laughs> all right kyle enough about spider-man I want to talk about something. We have no idea what this thing is. Game of the year, baby. Roblox is coming to PlayStation. God help us all. Rebecca Smith over at PS Lifestyle writes, Roblox PS5 and PS4 release date is next month. Roblox will be coming to PS5 and PS4 as the company revealed the release date is next month. This means the game's Xbox console exclusivity will soon be coming to an end, though a release for Nintendo Switch is much more uncertain. As it, an exact Roblox release date wasn't revealed, but the game will be released on PS5 and PS4 in October 2023. Following plenty of rumors that the game would be appearing on PS5 and PS4 soon, the news was confirmed during the ninth annual Roblox Developers Conference today. Jesus, ninth annual. The game had previously been excluded from PlayStation platforms because of concerns that some of the app's content could lead to child exploitation. During the Microsoft and Activision versus FTC court battle earlier this year, PlayStation head Jim Ryan was revealed to have told investors that Sony had reviewed and relaxed some of their policies to allow Roblox onto their console ecosystem. As such, all of the experiences that are currently available on mobile, PC, and Xbox will be available to access on PlayStation consoles upon the app's release. Roblox also announced the game would be released on MetaQuest later this month. The developer's open beta has been a huge success during the first five days of release. The Xbox version will also be getting an update with a new appearance to improve user experience, better content recommendations, and a promise of more frequent updates. Mm, mm. Very interesting. That they say they've laxed or they reviewed some of the policies to allow Roblox on, and then Roblox is like, "Thanks." We're like, Roblox is gonna like expand into dating. (laughs) I'm like, this can only end in a Xbox Live equivalent of Uno. You know, Roblox is wild, Joe. The girls play it on their tablet. I was gonna say, the kids are loving it. They do, Mm -hmm. but I hate it. Why? Not because it's, you know, it's a dumb thing. Uh-huh. I I genuinely think it's a cool idea. It's like a... It's like a game engine for kids. Like, anybody could pick it up and make a game. Think of, like, Club, Club Penguin back in the day. Okay. Uh, or, or, like, those kind of web-based, like, you know, online game things where you create your character or whatever. Yeah. Same thing with Roblox. Like, you can buy skins... And and you can play like a Fortnite in Roblox. The yeah. girls play Among Us in Roblox, like a Roblox oh, version. Wow. Okay. So it is very robust, but there are also like some adult things in Roblox. Oh. Like that are maybe a little too scary for kids. Oh, okay. Or, 
innuendos and stuff like there are many things where the girls like what does this mean i'm like oh we are not playing this game right (laughs) there there's plenty of like red flags that could be seen as predator predatory kind of thing so that makes me nervous i don't like roblox at all because of that yeah but it is like generally like a really good idea right it just kind of probably needs to be more like (laughs) self-policing almost yeah, Logan, I keep bringing it up, but I'm I'm sorry. He makes a good point on this one. Uh-huh. Roblox is like dreams for kids. Mm. It literally is. It's it's just a um, it's it's like their Fortnite before Fortnite was a thing. Okay, interesting. You don't remember at GameStop like kids come in to buy those Roblox cards all the time? I I, I literally thought for the longest time Roblox was just knockoff Minecraft. You're not wrong. Actually, Holy that's probably shit. a better comparison. Okay. All right. Yeah. So they're the they're the Oreo to the Hydrox. <laughs> that yes. is Minecraft. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah. Fair yeah, enough. yeah. That, see that. See to me when I'm like, oh yeah, game engine. Anybody can make it. Like, yeah. Like it's limitless. Like my brain turns to innocent Joe that doesn't know any better. So I'm like, yeah, this is awesome for kids to get into and like you know become their own game developer. And then it's like, all right, I didn't think about creepy Craig. And what yeah. creepy Craig is yeah, all about. Yeah. So, yeah, that's hopefully hopefully that stuff is a little bit more uh, policed. Yeah. On on the console versions, I don't know how the Xbox version is. Mm-hmm. Um, it makes me a little bit nervous. It also makes me nervous that the girls are going to find out about this and want to take over my PlayStation. Fair. <laughs> they just just you know, tell them it's off limits. That said, Bertos yeah, Maximus, they're right? Like yeah, oh, sorry. in middle school now. The kids are going to tell them. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Uh, Bertos writes in, as of writing this afternoon, so good afternoon. Fine, sirs. I have been contemplating whether or not Roblox is a good suit for the PlayStation 5. My conclusion is no. It is not because from what I understand, those games where you want to have fun, you needlessly need to put money into it. I might be wrong, so correct me if I am. So my question really is, do we really, really want Roblox on our lovely console? And if you do, why? I, for one, do not (laughs) plan on indulging the Roblox. Lastly, I want to apologize to Kyle because I can't support House Banger. God bless. And so, as ever, House Slinger for the win. God bless you, sir. As always, my fine sirs, carry on bringing us the best podcast and keep safe. Your friend from across the pond. Just for that, Bertos, I'm going to go to your house. I'm Uh going to install Roblox on your PS5 while (laughs) you're sleeping and delete everything else. (laughs) After, honestly, after everything I've heard, I don't know know about this game. Now this kind of, because I'm like, oh, this is some like extra revenue for PlayStation. You know, they could need it. Oh, it's going to make a ton of money. Yeah, it's just... Maybe maybe but, Jim didn't really care about the kids. <laughs> maybe that's Again, all maybe maybe my experience is different from others. I just I've seen and heard way too many horror stories. Fair. Um and that is another thing, like it is constant, oh, you want to look cool? Give me money. It's a constant feed me money kind of game. Um, and since it's aimed at kids, that also makes me feel a little uneasy. Ah, uh, fair enough. Yeah, this is gonna be like back when I was eight. I would always like nag my mom to get me eight, give me eight bucks so I could go buy a Lego. I yeah. don't want to go buy, out there buy a Bionicle. 
So I can only <laughs> I can only imagine it's gotten so much worse. It, it's like the kids who get control of their mom or dad's credit card and buy a ton of in-app purchases on Fair. their iPhones or tablets. Yeah. And they're Oof. like, uh, I needed it. <laughs> and it's like thousands of dollars. Yeah. It's that kind of like, you but know. But mom, I wanted to be Spider-Man that could do the doggy. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> All right, Kyle. The last bit of main news for the night. Is something that you've been wanting to rant about literally all night. So let's let's talk oh, about it. Did I? Fast. Yeah. You we're said right about, before we 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 We're we talking about PSVR two being announced like, titles announced on Twitter and not That's on right. State of Play. That'll uh, that come tomorrow during the live live show uh, <laughs> thing. Uh Zerminicon PS Live style writes Square Enix loses two billion dollars in value since Final Fantasy 16 analyst concerned. Square Enix may be pleased with Final Fantasy 16's initial sales, but the PS5 exclusive couldn't prevent the company from losing billions. A new report reveals that Square Enix has lost nearly two billion dollars of its value since Final Fantasy six Final Fantasy 16's release. Bloomberg reports that analysts are concerned about Square Enix's historical reliance on its Final Fantasy franchise to make up for a series of lackluster releases. This is partly why, despite selling millions at launch, Final Fantasy 16 sales weren't the saving grace that the company was hoping, hoping for. Square Enix previously said that the PS5 exclusive sales didn't meet the quote-unquote high end of its expectations. Excuse me. I have a like a burp stuck in my How dare you? Uh, quote, flooding the market with unfinished, bad, or untested games is a mm. bad move, Tokyo-based mm. developer Michael Prefontaine told Bloomberg. He specifically listed Avengers, Sp- Forspoken, and the Diofield Chronicle as an example of such games. Elsewhere, Macquarie Capital Securities, Japan analyst Yijia Zai, sorry, uh, uh, Yijia, if I said your name wrong, wrote in a note to investors that the company has concerns about Square Enix's, quote, game development structure and game quality control, which could limit the longer term performance, end quote. Other analysts have echoed these sentiments, adding that Square Enix continues to release average, forgettable games. Um, how dare you foam stars, which is about to get revealed again at Jesus this state of play. It's going to change the world. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? No, a lot of people were trying to twist this, saying that Final Fantasy 16 was yet again a failure. Um, But it's not. It's really them saying the high-end expectation was for this game to cover one of Marvel's Avengers and Forspoken and Diofield Chronicles costed, and it couldn't do that. Yeah. And honestly, that's a tall order because one of those things is Marvel's Avengers. (laughs) Yeah. So, n- no, this is not Final Fantasy 16 bad. They've already told nope. you it was a success. But mm-hmm. um, they are, some people are really adamant. That being said, though, Kyle, how do you feel about this news that, um, listen, the reason why we're talking about it, this is big news. They lost, they, shares dipped 30%. Shares just don't do that. <laughs> right? Like, <laughs> oh, they don't. <laughs> yeah. So, like, like it, it, it makes news when you lose a handful. You know what I mean? When you lose mm-hmm. over, a, a, you know, what, two dozen uh, 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 points, like that is that is huge. And that we, we just big. talked about Embracer Group losing 40 percent uh, of, of its of its worth in the stock market. That's that's a huge amount. So that's why we're talking about this. Kyle, I want to know what your thoughts are uh, when you read what's kind of happening with Square at the moment. 
it make it makes me a little nervous, but like you said, it is not uh, a Final Fantasy Sixteen's issue at all. Yeah, it, it is the Avengers. It is the Forspoken. It is the Diafield Chronicles. It is every other like farming sim game that Square Enix has, you know, published or put out within the last two years. And there's so many of them. Yeah, it's it's pretty ridiculous. Um, I do feel that they do rely a little bit too much on final fantasy. Absolutely. Not that it, not that it's a bad thing. I love me final fantasy, but when you put all your eggs into that basket, it, I think other projects that you want to do are going to suffer. Mm-hmm. And I think that's kind of what happens here, but I am in no way, shape or form worried about square Enix. Cause like rebirth is going to sell like crazy. Yeah, I think we're gonna see. I I don't think final there. I don't think there's Final Fantasy fatigue. I actually think that's it's quite no. the opposite. People no, want I've seen final many. Fantasy. Again, we we'll be wrong. Uh, you know, in twenty minutes, if if you're listening to Joe's yeah. magical editing, uh, you know, there I've seen so many other people because the state of play is third parties. Like, oh, maybe the Final Fantasy Nine remake is going to yeah. be unveiled in the state of play, which I don't think is going to happen. Uh, but like, there's so much intrigue and love for final fantasy Mm -hmm. it is not an ff issue no it is a square enix not knowing how to make their other things good i mean look at look at the xbox fans right like they're they're chopping at the bit when when phil spencer comes out on stage and you're talking about bringing final fantasy back and everybody's talking about what you know could we get to see remake on xbox and all that like People are excited to see that MMO hit and grace Xbox. So, like, I don't think it's a Final Fantasy issue. I do feel like there is an over-reliance on them to to keep on pushing because that's the only thing that's working for them. And one day it won't be. So they do need to figure out what is the next step for them. And they need to be realistic on what their outlook actually is. Forspoken Mm -hmm. ain't. Uh, Marvel's Avengers. And maybe you choose a different, uh, you know, developer for Marvel's Avengers. You know, yeah. so there's just a lot of or things. Or give that... us the game that we wanted. Yeah, I know. So like, like if, if Marvel's Avengers was closer to Guardians of the Galaxy, yeah. I would have been way more happy. With it, would, we, it would have been a, a way more successful game. So like to me, that's that's where Square Enix's problem is, has been in its leadership. Now that they have new leadership, I'd like to see where they take it, you know, going forward. But to me, I would say less is more. Let's let's yeah yeah let's not throw what it has been like the kitchen sink sometimes at trying to find an IP that sticks just yeah yeah go go out there find talent find the teams make that thing yeah shout out to Star Ocean the second story yeah coming out in November let's go it's gonna be good y'all it's gonna be real good don't think it's gonna sell like hotcakes but it should because that game's Mm -hmm. real good that's right all right Kyle it's time it's time audio listeners. To get into our live reactions to the PlayStation State of Play. And now we are reacting live to the PlayStation State of Play uh, for September 14th, the year of our Lord. Kyle, uh, before we get into this, I want to know your expectations walking in on this state of play, knowing we only had 24 hours before 
this state of play. Usually when PlayStation has something big, something they really want you to know, they give us at least like five days to even a week Mm -hmm. uh, to get us amped, to get us excited. This one, less than 24 hours. (laughs) So I want to know what your expectations were going in. Uh, I feel like PlayStation did a good job with keeping it in check. Okay. Um, So they weren't astronomical. I just really just wanted to be satisfied with the games that were showed off mm-hmm. and give me some sort of sense of what I'm playing on my PlayStation for the near future. And I mean, spoiler alert, they did that. Yeah. Um, even though there are still some omissions that I'm kind of bummed out about, but mm-hmm. I think the show is solid. It's yeah. not great. Yeah, my expectations walking in <laughs> was that I thought this was going to be another bummer showcase, just like, you know, last few months uh, was. Uh, I actually thought the Nintendo Direct was going to be something, a, a good send off for the Switch. And this was going to be the, all right, this is some more vegetables that I got to eat. Um, and it was kind of the other way around. I really, really liked what they showed here. Um, and they even had some surprises, some exclusives in here that I did not think they were going to show off today. So honestly, for a you know state of play, we only knew 24 hours walking in. Yeah, they, they set expectations correct. And um, I got to be honest with you, I really enjoyed this state of play, even if the first game had me a little nervous in the beginning. <laughs> but even then like i mean we'll get right into it like the first game being baby steps is even though you were nervous about it that's huge is it i mean it's get the the so ben baby steps from bennett foddy who's the developer behind getting over it um getting over it was huge it took twitch and youtube over when it came out okay um if you're not familiar with that that's the game where it's a little man in like a uh a black kettle pot, and he's mm-hmm. got a sledgehammer. They have to swing to try to get to higher places. Oh, okay. uh, it's the same depth from that, and that's incredibly difficult and hard. And that's the point. And mm. this looks like that same kind of vibe, but with like the humor ranked, uh, you know, ratcheted all the way up to like yeah. eleven. Yeah, uh, I loved his little like exasperations while he mm-hmm. was walking. Um, if it's coming next summer, 2024, I should have read this whole thing first. Published by Devolver. Um, based on the new trailer, it looks it's a walking simulator where players control Nate, who take who walks this world one step at a time, and he's pretty much a mama's boy. Yeah. From the previous trailer, who it just plays video games in the basement and gets a you know pulled yeah. out of his house, and he's got to figure it out how to survive <laughs> on his own. <laughs> Honest to God, the the humor reminded me a bit of like Rick and Morty in a way. You're right, like the over exacerbation, like when he's like just trying to like walk up a hill, and then all yep. of a sudden he finds he has to right, grab okay. hook something. Oh, oh damn! Oh. <laughs> he's like, yeah, grab a hook. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I got it. Oh yeah, yeah. grab a hook. I'm gonna get <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna grab a <laughs> out of that. Like it was. It was it was pretty funny. I'm not gonna lie it's to you. It, yeah, this one I was just like, while it's not for me, I appreciate that it's here. I I did enjoy it. I did enjoy seeing yeah. it. Mm-hmm. All right, the next game we just talked about. Uh, if you wanna if you wanna read it one by yeah. one, yeah. Roblox officially announced for PS4 coming on October 10th, Ooh-wee. and uh, this is like your first like 
view into what it looks like. Yeah. I'm pretty impressed by it. Yeah, dude. There's a yeah. lot of like variety in here. Like I saw like a almost like a World of Warcraft looking like RPG and then all of there's a sudden a first person shooter in there? Yeah, something that like resembled a Call of Duty. Like there's a lot of games in this Roblox mm-hmm. and I might just take a gander. I might just now dip fair. my toe into it. Yeah. This is, okay. It's interesting. That's fair. It's interesting. Yeah. Uh, following that up, uh, all this also, um, by the way, we should point out, um, no disembodied voice. We got no. Sean Benson, I believe yep. uh, the name. Yeah. Uh, I love seeing the people behind the scenes be the ones to represent and show off these games. I loved it. Absolutely. Um, and Sean was out there talking about Roblox, and then we got into PSVR, uh, Ghostbusters Rise of the Ghost Lord, coming to PSVR 2 on October 26th. Set in San Francisco, players run their own ghost-busting business. Players will have the chance to play solo or with up to three friends as they try and, quote, stop the powerful Ghost Lord and his band of malevolent ghosts from causing chaos, end quote. Yes. Yes, yes, cool. yes. This is something that's this. This got me really excited, man. Uh, you know, I I I'm known to be like I'm the Star Wars guy, right? Well, a lot. What a lot of people don't know is that I have a huge love for Ghostbusters as well. Um, that's mm. another like that's another uh, you know movie that me and my brother bond over. That like I I I I kind of uh, what's the word? I like I I got my brother's hand me downs. Uh, Ghostbusters, like, you know, like Fair. Proton yeah, Pack yeah. and Toys. So, like, mm-hmm. this is something I'm super excited for. And seeing that, like, you know, we're seeing Ecto-1 there. You're you're getting to put together your own gadgets and gizmos. Yeah. Awesome. I, I really love it. Marshmallow loved. Man. Yes. Appears at the end there. Yeah. Uh, this, is, this is actually, I'm not even joking. This is day one for me. Day yeah, one. It's cool. Yeah. Uh, also, uh, the VR, the the only other VR game uh, mm-hmm. that was showed off was the RE4 remake yes. VR mode. Finally, um, it showed it off. It looked cool. How it showed off how they adapted gameplay moments uh, throughout the adventure, um, as well after the VR portion, which I know you're super excited about. Mm-hmm. Me, you'll never catch me in it ever. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they announced um, that the VR thing's coming out this winter. Mm-hmm. But the DLC titled Separate Waves, Ways, starring Ada Wong, is finally announced, finally coming, and surprise, it's coming next week. Yeah, on the, the 21st. 21st. Alongside a Mercenaries mode update, and the Separate Ways DLC will only cost you 10 buckaroos. 10 buckaroos. Ada I'm Wong, so a.k.a. My Wife. My Wife. Um, she, gorgeous. I can't wait for this DLC. Let me not get sidetracked. Um, this is, I mean, I loved Resident Evil four. I never played separate ways DLC. Same. So this is, this is going to be a first for me. I'm super excited by it. And yeah, VR, let's do it. I'm, I'm excited to dive back into Resident Evil four, man. I think honestly watching this game over again, uh, when we talk about like our favorite games this year, I think a lot Mm -hmm. of people are going to be surprised where I put Resident Evil four remake. It's, it's high. It's high. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It deserves to be it be there. It's very, very good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, following the RE4 news, we got Avatar Frontiers of Pandora coming on December seventh. Are you hyped um, for this? Um, eh. Okay. Like it, it's. I'm sure it's gonna be fun. It's just I'm not. 
nothing's t- saying to me, Kyle, go pre-order this immediately. Fair. You know, make sure you carve out the day it comes out to go pick it up. Like it's, it's not screaming at me to do that, but mm-hmm. eventually I will probably play it. Honestly, watching the 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 latest Avatar movie, I'm like, this would be a perfect video game. And when they, uh, you know, revealed the video game, like it, it looks, it's strange. At times, it looks last gen, and then at other times, it looks gorgeous. I think like Katie and I uh, were in agreement in the chat of just like, yeah, like there there are times where this looks last gen. Then the moment I say that, like, they're landing with the, with one of like the flying mounts god knows i don't know any of the names um and like it looked beautiful and like getting that first person view it definitely gave me far cry and space vibes so i i'm actually this is another probably day one purchase for me um knowing Sweet. that it's also co-op this also excites me so yeah, yeah. avatar frontiers of pandora let's do it october 7th yeah Sweet. I'm in. yeah uh, following Avatar comes Ghost Runner 2. Uh, cool little trailer announcing the demo coming out uh, today yeah. on PS5, as well as the main full game coming out on October 26th, the same day as Ghostbusters. Yeah. I know. I know. And uh, the day before Alan Wake. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, you're right. Oh, there's We're so in many. It. Ga- We're in it. Um, Ghost Runner looks really good. I want to play the first game. Um Knowing that there's a demo out actually kind of fuels me to go and do that. Okay. Um, but yeah, this is not mistaken. Solid. I think the first game's part of the PS Plus collection. It is indeed. You are so correct. even even more. Um, yeah. Uh, incentivizing for yep. you to go get it. I'm I'm probably use yeah, that word wrong. It. Um, I loved the first Ghost Runner. Didn't get very far in it because I'm really bad at it. Fair. But it's like a Joe ass game. All like, right. I, I can imagine you just falling in love with how fast paced it is and, and, and fun. I will be trying out this demo uh, tomorrow. Absolutely. Sweet. Yep. Uh, you, I'll, you'll have my impressions next week for sure. For sure. Oh, and wasn't part of the state of play, but I will also play the Star Ocean demo. Yes. For the second story R, which was announced in. Uh, you can play up to three hours mm-hmm. or exiting the first cave and save progress carries over to the main game when it comes out on November nice. 2nd. Nice. Um, so go check it out. I'll, I'll talk about it next week. I'm sure I'm going to love it. Excellent. Um, after Ghost Runner, we saw Helldivers 2, uh, which officially launches now on February 8th, 2024. It won't be long before you and three recruits can team up for online cooperative multiplayer with large-scale destructive power through stratagems, explore unique planets, and complete objectives together, and upgrade your equipment through the deep progression system of Helldivers 2. Collect natural resources of alien origin and use them to enhance and unlock new stratagems aboard your ship. Coming to PS5 and PC. Kyle, you actually asked this question, so Mm -hmm. I'll let you ask it here again. Do you remember? No. <laughs> Damn, I'm embarrassed. Um, how do you feel about the like pre-recorded like oh the tech... canned audio language yeah, and whatnot? Like the tech speak that that they're using. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like oh, like on, on your, your left. left. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know? uh, did I don't hate it as long as it doesn't take me out of it. This one didn't really take me out of it. No. Yeah. Too bad. And obviously, when I play, I usually play solo. None of that happens anyway. I don't have to worry about it. <laughs> Fair. Um, but it was very interesting to see how co-op is like working. Like mm-hmm. one player has to like reload your rockets and whatnot. Yep. 
Yeah. That's very interesting. I don't think I've seen that before. Yeah, and th- the one thing that they definitely take because, you know, this is a new perspective, um, you know, well, Hell Divers 1 was top down. This is third person. Mm-hmm. Um, it is still, you're going to die a lot in this game. You know, respawns and deaths are just part of the game mechanic. And you're right. There's a new, a more cooperative element to it where one person is a support class and the other person, it looks like, is like the heavy gunner class. And the support class is the one that is, you know, loading up the rocket launchers for the other person to shoot directly into like this giant, you know, like alien thing from Star Wars, you know, episode two. Um I really dug this game. This this seems like another Joe ass game where, you know, I can see me, you, uh, our friend Luke, you know, our buddy Kevin Sonny really just diving in and having a blast with this game. This looked pretty darn good. At the same exact time I say that, Kyle, they did announce a day to it. What do you think the price of this game is going to be? Great question. Yeah. I'm going to say 50 bucks. I am going to say, yeah, 40 or 50 bucks seems on the money. And as we're talking live, they could have released the price. We are literally talking right after the state of play has, uh, has dropped. So yeah, um, I'm I'm very interested because though this game looks really interesting, a seventy dollar price tag I think would be pretty steep for a multiplayer only game. So yeah, yeah. I'm just gonna check the blog real quick in case they said it. Yeah, absolutely. I'll take the next one away. Pre-orders for you. start on the 22nd, and mm-hmm. when you click on the link, it just is announced with no date. Yet, ah, so. dang! How dare they? Yeah. Uh, following Helldivers, though, Ooh. we got the Deep Earth Collection. A PS5 DualSense control, uh, controllers and console covers. Mm-hmm. Um, they're adding more options to provide some personal flair to your PS5. Uh, the State of Play announced the Deep Earth Collection, a new line of accessories that includes three new colors, Volcanic Red, Cobalt Blue, and, and Sterling Silver. These new colors will be available as console covers and DualSense controllers. The red and blue faceplates and controllers will arrive on November 3rd, and the silver color for both will be available on January 26th, 2024. And pre-orders go live on October 2nd, I yeah. think? I'm, uh, yeah. I'm a little disappointed because you, you got me a little bit too hyped for this announcement. Because I said I said Design Lab during <laughs> yeah. the live react, I legit thought it was. <laughs> God damn, I would love a Design Lab, you know. I mean, these are still cool colors. Yeah. I, I mean, I gravitate towards that blue. That's a very nice looking blue. Um, that silver is very cool too. Yep. Uh, I yeah, I wish there was more of a Design Lab thing, and like they were showing like a see through thing, right? I was like, dual oh. sense. If we got an atomic purple see through, oh. Oh, dual sense fantastic colors please oh my god the console war is over we won it's you know? over <laughs> why don't yeah. why don't xbox and playstation embrace the atomic purple we know I it's a GameCube thing but like yeah we can admit that know. when they get it right or a game boy thing as well like we can mm-hmm. admit when the other side gets it right give me an atomic see-through controller please it's so cool oh, man i know I know. All right, here's here's where the show kind of takes a dive, right? Okay, At least for that's me. That's fair. At least for me. Uh, 
Tales of Arise Beyond the Dawn launches on November 9th. Looks to be a DLC to the much beloved uh, RPG from 2020. Yeah, 2020. I think that was, was around the launch of PS5, right? Yeah. 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 Uh, I just want to make a note because I don't know if anybody can hear it, but there's this gosh darn dog outside yapping his brains out. He's losing it, <laughs> and it is very distracting. Yeah, uh, Tales of Arise, not for me, but I know it is very beloved. And November 9th, all right. I mean, again, holiday sure. is getting it's getting thick yeah. out there, you know? I put about 15 hours into the base game when it came out and had a good time with it. Uh, so it's cool to see it. Yeah. 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 Uh, that was followed up by uh, Hunkai Star Rail uh, releasing for PC on October 11th. Is that also PS5 or was that just a PC announcement? Uh, PS5 as well. I think okay. I got this also by IGN. I'm sorry I didn't credit Okay. That. No, that's yeah. totally fine. So, yeah, if that's for you, cool. Cool. From the Genshin devs. So, yeah, right, let's talk about the let's this. talk about let's talk the about real this. star of the show. I feel like somebody poisoned you to believe this. <laughs> Foam Stars uh, got an overview trailer that revealed an open beta party will take place between September 29th and yes. October 1st on PS5 yes. ahead of the game's launch in early 2024. Yes, Joe, there is yes. no way I believe you're actually excited for this, dude. This looks awesome. What? Oh, Come on, believe in the Foam Star, Kyle. I I can't. Why not? <laughs> I can't. Don't you ever? I don't. To be fair, I don't like Splatoon either. So uh, maybe it's just that know. style multiplayer game. You know? I'm a man of culture. Splatoon is the best sure. uh, original Nintendo IP that they've cooked in the last you oh, know, 10 yeah, years. Yeah, you're not wrong. It's also um, like the only one, but it's fine. Still, it's bad. Like Captain Toad, fuck, <laughs> it sucks. He sucks. Oh, how um, dare you? It's better than Mario Odyssey. So, oh, you know. how dare you? I'm just stating facts. All right, so I will take Jeez. Splatoon 2 over Mario Odyssey any day of the week. That you is... can find Joseph Moran at Mr. Badbit <laughs> as well as in New Jersey at the following address. Uh-oh. Don't give him my assassination <laughs> coordinates, you son of a gun. Um, but yeah, you know, send me your hate. I don't care. Splatoon over Mario Odyssey. It's overrated. And I'm excited for Foam Stars because it legitimately looks like we have Splatoon at home. And uh, mm -hmm. what better way of playing Splatoon than with a DualSense controller? So, fair. Take that, atheists. But, <laughs> but then the state of play got crazy. It got nuts. It got insanely nuts. Spider-Man 2 got a deep dive ahead of the launch. While Sony had previously, previously said that the state of play would only be focused on third-party games, it still featured a new trailer for Marvel's Spider-Man 2. In this lengthy video, creative director Brian Intahar gave a thorough overview of the game, laying out many of the new abilities, story elements, and PS5 tech-driven features that players will see in the highly anticipated sequel. At the end of the show, a trailer featuring many of the suits also, uh, players can equip was also shown. Uh, Marvel Spider-Man 2 launches on PS5 on October 20th. Uh, really quickly before yes. I move on, one of those pre-order suits um, that the trailer at the end showed off is mm -hmm. the tactical suit, which was designed by Ben Studios, That's which awesome. I think is super cool that there's like a, you know, 
some uh, teamwork happening. Yeah, some synergy between the studios and some love of Spider-Man between the studios. Kyle, my question here, because there's over 64 suits, and they said Mm -hmm. something along the lines of what? Over 200 ways for you to outfit your Spider-Hero. Yeah. Interesting they say hero and not man, because maybe there's a Spider-Woman, and that's my theory. Give me Spider-Gwen or I quit. Um, (laughs) Do we think that there's going to be a suit for each PlayStation studio? I would absolutely love that. Uh I don't know if that would be at launch. I could see that being maybe like a year anniversary of the game. Now, like a future update. Because I, I, you know, some people, when they see like cross, you know, promotion of things like do we want uh-huh. a kratos inspired spider-man suit or do you want one of the artists over at santa monica to go no 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 cliche kratos and boy suits mm-hmm. this is just our take nordic on inspired suit. not even nordic inspired this oh. is just our take yeah. on a spider-man suit I think whatever that studio wants to do, I'm totally fine with it. Mm-hmm. But like, I could also, I really would love to see a Spider-Man that has the Cordyceps virus stage, like some <laughs> sort of stage of it, like yes, <laughs> or uh, um, a biker Spidey, like mm-hmm. Days Gone, even though yeah. Bender already has one, uh, a, like a Jin Sakai with like the ghost Ooh. mask. Come right. on, okay. Like, it, it depends, but I'm totally with you. It will take me out if it's just literally like a Kratos yeah. skin tight suit on Spider-Man. <laughs> and a lot of weird. a lot of the things that we actually just talked about in this state of play. Yeah, we we got the wombo combo between Miles and and Peter, and then we got the GTA Five switching between Spideys at at whatever mm-hmm. point you want. <sighs> Specific Spidey missions, like some missions are only for Miles, some are only for Peter. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. And some of them, it's like both. So like, yeah, yeah. Choose the the game. This game looks beautiful, and just the fast loading as well. Like talking about being able to switch between, you know, both Peter and Miles. Like it is instantaneous, and they are. But like, you'll see, like you know, Miles is zipping through uh, the skyline, and then like you switch to Peter, and Peter's doing like sit ups. On the side of a building. <laughs> On the side of a building. Like, this game just looks so damn good. And listen, uh, uh, you know, we're going to talk about it a little bit. Uh, but, like, right now, Starfield, my game of the year, this is probably the only thing that can that can sure. topple it. Because, holy crap, does this thing look good. Real good. I had chills that whole trailer. Yeah. Um, and then it got followed up by even more chills. Uh, Final Fantasy VII Rebirth ends the state of play. What? Uh, it was the, I know the biggest announcement coming out of today's state of play was the release date for the second part of the Final Fantasy VII Remake Saga or trilogy. Square Enix revealed that Final Fantasy VII Rebirth will be released exclusively on PS5 on February 29th, 2024. More interestingly, at the end of the trailer, unveiled that Rebirth will be released on two separate discs, which we already knew. Yeah. Um, over 100 plus hours of content. There's also a limited edition revealed. It's super nice, but it's $350. That's it has right. a 19-inch Sephiroth. Don't quote me on the size, but it looks like it. That's right. Um, beautiful steelbook. It's gorgeous, but it's 350 It's very pricey. Where's that 19 inches of Sephiroth going, you think? Right next to the Venom. You know, like... I mean, is it going inside you? I mean, 
spoiler alert, I have multiple holes. Oh, oh no! <laughs> Kyle! I'm sorry, y'all. I'm so sorry. I'm tired. It's been a long no, day. No, I patch Kyle thinks different, and I'm into it. Um, I'm so tired. I'm the, sorry. The other really interesting thing here, Kyle, is yeah. instead of it being a year of exclusivity or six months, quote unquote, mm-hmm. three months. Mm. three months not to say that they have the xbox version worked no uh this is probably gonna then be on pc you would think yeah i would think that year right Mm -hmm. yeah uh kyle listen i'm not a final fantasy guy you know this i really enjoy well i would say i'm i'm becoming a new fan right like i really love 16 Mm -hmm. i really loved remake um Mm -hmm. and i'm excited for this game Mm-hmm. But I'm not Kyle Stevenson excited. In fact, no. I would no. say I was distracted just watching you <laughs> react I'm to s- it. I'm sorry. No, uh, yeah, th- please, that's what please I go want. check out that the live react because this whole trailer, I was just like, oh my god, it's this thing. Oh my god, it's this person. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's. I, I mean, where do I even start? Right. Like, I feel like we got a glimpse of the Midgar Zolom giant snake. Mm-hmm. We got to look at the different types of chocobos that allow you to traverse different types of uh, uh, terrain. Like, you have the black chocobo, which can go pretty much anywhere. You got the blue chocobo that can go across water, little hints at. Uh, you got the gold saucer, which is like the Las Vegas of Final Ooh. Fantasy VII. Okay. Um, and all those little, like, that um, polygonal fighting thing. Those are all mini games from the original. The bike thing, the chocobo racing, those are all mini games. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, Junon Harbor, like where they're marching in the parade. Yeah, that the, that that gave me vibes of Midgar shall reign for a thousand years. You're not wrong. Okay. Yeah, that, that seemed very yeah. Aryan to me, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're not okay. wrong. Um, the team up attacks, I think, between uh, Yuffie and Barrett at some point where- Yes. Like, he like slingshots her at an enemy while there's like some sort of magic ward happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, unveil of, of uh, uh, Kate Sith, the cat. Uh, I was about that to we say, who's briefly the in the remake. He's a kitty cat. We, yeah, if you remember, the cat okay. showed up for a brief scene in the remake. Oh right, right, right before. And, and they don't talk thing. about it. The fans of the game know who that is. Okay. Um. So yeah, you got Kate Sith there. We saw Vincent pop out of his casket. Mm-hmm. This trailer had literally had. Everything I could have wanted and still just enough that they didn't show. Oh, wow. That makes me excited to see how they're going to tell this story. Okay. All right. And dude. over 100 hours of content. I'm excited to experience it all. Um, oh, yeah. I, I think they did say in a tweet of like where in the main game the, it will go up to mm-hmm. story-wise. Mm-hmm. Um. I'm gonna see if I can quickly find. Sure, it. I'll, I'll give my my oh, quick here it is. reaction. Uh, oh, never mind. Although there are some changes in the order of locations, the locations depicted in this title extend up to the forgotten capital. Okay. And if you know the first game, you know exactly what's going down there. You're storming it. Um, uh, we'll see. Oh, we'll see. Stand back and they, stand by, or whatever. Yes, you know. <laughs> you may. You also might already know what happens there. Ooh. Um, okay. This looked really like I'm of course, this is one that I'm super excited for. Uh, don't get me wrong. I just I love seeing your reactions to it because it's kind of like when I see reactions to like people that love Star Wars. It's like, yeah, this is a win. So seeing mm-hmm. my level of enthusiasm for Star Wars in your eyes 
that's so, what makes it a that's what makes so it let me awesome let me take that meme you made uh-huh. of you you showing me star wars and i will flip it and be like let's be showing you final fantasy <laughs> pretty much pretty much but like i'm i'm really into this i think the game looks stunning um, oh my god it's beautiful i can't wait to go back to that combat because i'm gonna be real i i think at this point uh, have at me I kind of prefer seven remakes combat over sixteen at the moment. Uh, maybe I also just because I'm kind of in that camp. Okay, just because I'm better at that combat than Final Fair. Fantasy sixteen. But um, no, I'm I'm super in. This is this looks really awesome. This is gonna it's gonna be a good time. I'm excited to jump in. February twenty ninth. Perfect time. Damn. Holy crap! Wait a second. All right. It's releasing on. Leap day? Yep. That's pretty cool. Right. You don't get that often. That's right. That's right. That's so awesome. Kyle, overall, I know we talked about that they did a good job here, but yeah. reading over it again, I'm going to be honest. Where are we rating this show on a scale of like, you know, A being levels? awesome, oh. B being great, C being okay, F being awful. I want to know. It's definitely not awful. It's definitely not okay. It's definitely more than good. Yeah. I would say it's on the higher end of great, low end of awesome. Okay. Um, I think it ended extremely strong. Yeah. Um, There was that little bit in the middle. Helldivers looks great. Um, I enjoyed it starting with Baby Steps Mm -hmm. as like a a funny little opener. I, I bum though. No Stellar Blade. Yeah. No Rise of Ronin. Yeah. No Little Devil Inside. Nothing. Like, where are these games and when are we going to get to play them? I can only imagine TGS is when we get more info on them in the next coming weeks. But I think TGS is is the next reasonable like answer. I would then say at Jeff Keighley's show is probably where you see them. But even um, then, Stellar Blade is no longer a 2023 game. Yeah, no, it's 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 not. I think um, yeah. you know part of the news that we talked about a few uh, weeks ago, uh, where it's like you know PlayStation talked about delaying a few games out of 2023. I think Stellar Blade and um, and Helldivers two were definitely two of those games, and rightfully so. Again, Helldivers, as much as I'm excited for it, I think that game looks great. It would not survive this holiday season at all. Mm. Um, that said, for me. I'm going to, I think I'm actually with you, but I'm going to be even more bullish. I'm going to give this an A because as I look at it, uh, Spider-Man day one, Final Fantasy day one, uh, Foam Stars, (laughs) come at me, I don't care. Day one, Helldivers 2, day (laughs) one, uh, Ghost Runner. Well, Ghost Runner, good, but we'll we'll see. We'll try it. Yeah. Yeah. Avatar day one, Resident Evil separate ways, day one. A Ghostbuster. So, like, literally half, more than half of this showcase, I'm getting day one. Yeah. How can I argue that this wasn't a good showcase if I'm buying most of those games? You know exactly. That said, uh, we put out on Twitter or platform X, uh, rapper formerly known as. What did you guys rate the showcase? And right now, with over a hundred people voting, uh, right now, C. Every, the most people are giving it a C. It was an okay showcase with 35.9% of the vote. Uh, then followed by B at 26.5% of the vote. Then followed by Amazing at 197 
Uh, and then at F, because people had bad taste and really high expectations, 17.9%. So there you have it. Overall, a rather positive outlook from yeah. our community. So, yeah. Thank you, PlayStation, for showing us something. That said, Kyle, uh, before mm-hmm. we get back to, you know, what is it? What were we doing? Uh, were we were we doing flash news? It was flash news. So there you go. There Sorry, you go. <laughs> <laughs> I got recorded oh, yeah. and stuff. the thing. Before Even though we're not on video, I know. Uh, but yeah, before we do some flash news, do you think we will get another showcase or state of play from Sony by the end of 2023? No. Same. If anything, I think they'll go hard during the Game Awards. I think they will go hard during the Game Awards. I think you're going to see, again, a couple of the games maybe we didn't see or we did mm-hmm. see there, like one or two of them. Uh, and then I think we get like a state of play around January to get us hyped for Helldivers. FF7. FF7. Yeah. Yeah. All right. With that said, let's get back to the show. And we're back. Ooh, we. All the Whoa. all the things. Wow, they really crazy. They, the siphon filter. <laughs> Whoa, that's Whoa. third party now. Yep, uh, they that's they crazy. They they gave it to Crystal. They're working on it again. Whoa. You know, that's pretty nuts. That's nuts. No, it's still Nintendo's us. <laughs> on PlayStation. What? <laughs> it's still past. That's why us. the direct happened in the same day. What synergy? Synergy. <laughs> all right, Kyle. It's time. For some flash news, gotta run. Gotta go fast. Don't be on my left because I can't see you. All right, on your right. <laughs> All right, Kyle. <laughs> well, stop your depth perceptions off. Uh, Gargoyles remastered based on the 1995 Sega Genesis game uh, gets a release date. Disney has announced last year that the uh, 1995 game, I was four years old, based on the animated TV series, would be getting an HD remaster, but it. It didn't give a release date at the time. Disney has now confirmed that the remaster will come to PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC via Steam and GOG on October 19th. Digital pre-orders for the digital version begin today and will cost $14.99. The physical version is $34.99. I would also say they're also making the Genesis version. Yeah, but like... Legit a Genesis cart. That's which is awesome. Really cool. Yeah. And it looks like stone too. Mm-hmm. It's Ugh. I love when Limited Run does this kind of stuff. Yeah. Kyle, um, are you are you a gargoyles fan? I don't have the fondest of memories. I'm sure I enjoyed it, but it's not like oh yeah, I love gargoyles. I definitely yeah. have seen it. I've never played the game, but I like those old school Genesis Disney games. Yeah, they were really. So good. I'm definitely going to pick it up. Yeah, but I, it's a day before Spider Man, so maybe not right, right away. This is a good like Halloween spooky game. I think. I think. Yeah. 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 Fourteen ninety nine. You really can't beat that price. That's good. That's pretty no. good. Yeah, that's yeah. what, and I'm just letting them know. Um, that's what Star Wars Dark Forces ought to be. Fifteen buck remaster. Give me Dark Forces so I could play that game. All right, Kyle. Here's some previews from Ooh. Assassin's Creed Mirage. Mirage. Someone's going to be really annoyed that I said it like that. IGN 
Uh, this comes from them. To put it bluntly, Assassin's Creed Mirage seems to set the series back to its roots in the best way possible. The story and gameplay feel more like what made AC so popular in the first place, and its new setting and social stealth-heavy gameplay mechanics feel like the series has finally realized what was promised back in 2007. While some may not be happy with the scaled-back RPG elements, Mirage's focus setting, intuitive controls, and fun stealth gameplay has me excited to dive back into the franchise. From Eurogamer, the pace of the gameplay may be a bit slower, and despite the illusion of choice, this section felt a lot more linear than other parts of the game. But still, I was a fan and had a satisfying conclusion. All in all, I enjoyed my time being more of a Batman-style assassin in a smaller, more contained area, far more than I did wandering around a big open area of recent AC games. Mirage certainly captures the nostalgia feeling hunting for targets back on the rooftops of AC1. And our friends over at the Console Creatures uh, wrote, Ubisoft has mentioned in the past of wanting to go back to its origins and offer a title that would be like a quote tribute to what Assassin's Creed was in the beginning. And I have to admit that this seems to be the case with Assassin's Creed Mirage. Kyle, how are you feeling about AC Mirage hearing these previews? All of them have been glowing. Um what are you thinking about Mirage? Are you going to be picking this one up uh you know day 1? Where are you? This is the day one. All this is music to my ears. Yeah? Why Why, why makes you say that? I, I feel like AC has gotten too big for its britches lately. Fair. The fact that I spent nine, ten-ish hours in the opening area in Valhalla mm-hmm. and didn't even scratch the surface of what that game is is concerning. Yeah. Uh, I felt like they went way too big. Um, and I'm happy that this is, you know closer to what I want from an AC game. Mm-hmm. Um, the RPG stuff doesn't like it being less than what we're used to. does bum me out too bad. Um, or too I much, just really, it makes, what was that? You said it doesn't bum me out too bad. You mean too much, too much. Thank you. I got you. Um, I'm excited to be the stealthiest assassin of how I prefer to play these games. Fair. Yeah, this has me really excited. As much as I loved Assassin's Creed Odyssey, I think Valhalla was way too big at the end of the day. So having something that is like 25 to 30 hours to complete, oh man, sign me up. That's what I want in games. (laughs) Again, not every game needs to be that 100-hour RPG. So to see something go back to its roots and offer that Batman-style assassin is really what rang true for me. So... AC Mirage, yeah. I forgot what it was, Summer Game Fest demo Mm -hmm. or Xbox thing, but the the little gameplay walkthrough of you having to take out the Overwatch dude. Yes. To use your hawk. Just that me thinking that of that mechanic has me so excited. Yeah. For the possibilities of what this game will allow us to do. Yeah. I feel again, as I get older, I just prefer stealth. It's something I always want to do. All right. Here's one that speaks right to my soul. (laughs) Lies of P reviews are in. Our good friend Travis over at IGN gave it an 8, which is a normal man's 10. Lies of P might not 
branch out particularly far from its Souls-like inspiration, but it plays the part extremely well. Ruben Mount over at the Sixth Access gave it a nine and writes, smooth combat, seamless exploration, and a set of well-executed mechanics that makes Lies of P an excellent Souls-like. When you add the gorgeous visuals, the desolate world design, the stark sound design, and engrossing story, it it raises the experience above its contemporaries. All in all, Lies of P is essentially Bloodborne, (laughs) featuring Timothy Chalamet, that a fine drink of water, as all the kids are saying. It does more than enough to mark itself as a unique title worth your time. And I'm not lying. Richard Wakeling over at GameSpot also gave it an eight and said, for the most part, uh, uh, Lies of P is content to adorn its existing mechanics and ideas with its own story and aesthetic. This may be derivative approach, but it nails the core Souls-like experience, with each of its various mechanics seemingly coinciding with uh, creating in a thrilling action-adventure game that's challenging, varied, and dripping with atmosphere. It's easy to be reductive when a game wears its influences on its sleeve as boldly as Liza P does, but plenty of other games have tried and failed to recreate the same magic. It's not an easy endeavor. And while it does not shake up the formula or reinvent the wheel, Lies of P is still one of the genre's most, uh, sorry, one of the genre's most accomplished and enjoyable entries. And that's the truth. Ooh. Ooh, get it? Pinocchio? Ooh. Get it? I, oh, so Ooh. I'm not lying because of the nose. Yeah. <laughs> I, I get it. it there. Always <laughs> makes me think of the family guy uh, scene. With uh, with Pinocchio, telling the lie. <laughs> Another fun fact: I yeah. hate Family Guy. Uh, I like old Family Guy. It's great. All right, Kyle. Yeah. Oh, I want to play this game so bad. <laughs> Same. <laughs> this is screaming at me, dude. Tuesday cannot come fast enough. And yeah, I was getting a lot of DMs going, Joe. This is what you want. If they were oh, ever yeah. to make a Bloodborne sequel. This is the closest thing you're going to get to it. You need to play this game because you're going to love it. Mm-hmm. I got so many games, man. <laughs> I know. I got Starfield, man. I'm and still Mortal Kombat. Uh, oh it's God. just like. Which, by the way, uh... as of recording, the Mortal Kombat reviews are in, and the game also sits at around an 85 at this point. Hell 86. Yes. Yeah. It's not. It's not only just the fact that we are like bombarded with games mm-hmm. we're bombarded with good games good games <laughs> it's not just like you know here's a bunch of games some of them may not hit mm-hmm. it seems every single one that we've been excited for is hitting yeah. and hitting extremely hard yeah um i i'm with you i i i am now a newborn souls a souls fan yeah. i can't wait to play this game i that demo was awesome yeah and i just want to see what's next yeah like i think in some clips i saw uh like they're outside of that town like they're in some wooded area i'm like ooh, mm-hmm. this is cool i thought it would be woods. all dark and gloomy like in the city yeah. and whatnot so yeah i'm yeah. so excited i'm very excited um also i just wanted to, to put this out here 
Um, it was news when I put it in the notes, but now it's kind of settled down. Uh, X Defiant release date uh, delayed after failing PlayStation and Xbox certifications. This comes from Zarmina Khan. Uh, Ubisoft's first-person shooter X Defiant has suffered a release date window delayed as the game failed PlayStation and Xbox certifications. In a candid update, Ubisoft provided a detailed description of the process where X Defiant stands. Um, pretty much... This is a standard case in terms of certification, but, you know, that most games fail their first initial cert. The reason why they've come out and talked about them failing their certification was this game was supposed to come out late summer. Now it's seemingly going to be early fall. So I'm really excited for this game. I want to play it. I've only heard really good things about it. So I'm excited to jump on it when it, it's ready. So, yeah. All right, Kyle. Whew. The last bit of Flash news is here are all the PlayStation Plus Extra and Premium games listed and will be available on September 19th. Here are the games so good that they raised the price of this service. Really quickly? Yeah. The other day, I think it was Monday... I was just checking my bank account. And I'm like, all right, let me make sure I know how much I have. Yeah. You know, be just because I'm still like two weeks away from getting paid. And I was like, holy crap. Why did PayPal charge me $130? Uh-oh. And then I find out that PlayStation charged me. I thought I had another year left of oh. PS Plus. Well, they and you. they got me. They got yep. me good. Yep. This is. Uh... That was not a good surprise. Yeah. PlayStation Plus Extra and Premium Game Catalog. Near Replicant, 13 Sentinels, Aegis Realm, uh, Sid Meier's Civilization VI, Star Ocean, The Divine Force on PlayStation 4 and PS5, Sniper Ghost Warrior Contacts, uh, a 2 on PS4 and PS5, Odin Sphere, God knows I'm not going to pronounce that word. Uh, Life Thrasher, I think. All right. Life Thrasher? Yeah. Sure. Oh, is fine. <laughs> cool beads. Unpacking. Planet Coaster. Great game. Console edition. This War of Mine, the final cut. Uh, Cloudpunk. Contra. Rogue Corpse. Tales Noir. Uh, Call of the Sea. That was his Xbox launch game. That's cool. West, uh, sorry, West of Dead. Star Ocean. Integrity of the Faithlessness. Well, that kind of seems like contradictions. Anyway, Paw Patrol. Ooh, here we go, Kyle. Here we go. Paw Patrol. Go, the movie. Adventure City Calls. Motherfuckers. Let's go. <laughs> Hell yeah, man. Listen, that rubble's up something. That's all I'm going to say. Oh, really? You think he's a crooked cop? He's up to something. You think he's slinging? He's the construction. He's the construction dog. I think he's oh, hiding he really? something. I thought they were all yeah. cops. No, 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 no. They're they're all different services of help in the community. Oh, okay. there's a dog. Okay. I think his name is Chase. Uh-huh. Uh, there, there's Marshall, the fire truck Dalmatian Marshall. dog. Okay. Sure. Uh, Rubble, the construction Rubble. dog. All right. Uh, Sky. Who is the female dog on the team who fly who flies has like a, a like a flying vehicle tracker who's like a a, a, a forest state trooper kind of kind of dude park ranger mm. uh, 
there's an underwater one now that I can't remember. He he barely gets so any screen guard? time. <laughs> but it, it's like a, it's like the um, which one's job is beach national guard. The, that kind of what did you just say? Which one's job is beach? Oh, I don't know. All right, fair mm. enough. I but thought yeah, they were. I thought they're all on first. <laughs> no, <laughs> I thought like once a, like a firefighter, once a cop, once an EMT. Like that's what I was thinking. You know, one's uh, uh, what's his face? Holt from uh, Brooklyn Nine Nine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, well, uh, and Cheddar. <laughs> Cheddar's Holt's dog. <laughs> That's his. He's called like that's my bitch or something like that. <laughs> oh, what a good show! What a great show! All right, sorry, a little off the off the wagon here. Uh, PlayStation Plus Premium Classics: Star Ocean, First Departure R, Star Ocean Till the End of Time, Star Ocean: The Last Hope 4K and FHD Remaster, Dragon's Crown Pro on PS4. That's a whole lot of Star Ocean. Kyle, you're getting your fill of the, these games. Yeah, uh, they're finally, you know, giving you an option to play every other game that's already been on the console now that Second Story is coming out. Sweet. Um, I've only played First Departure because that is the first game. Okay. And then obviously Star Ocean 2 coming out in November again is the second one, which is the best one till the end of the time. Till the end of time is the PS2 game, which is pretty cool. The other ones I haven't gone into because they've been disappointing when I tried them. Fair enough. Fair um, enough. But the first three are are generally pretty cool. Uh, Unpacking is a great game. Great little indie. I heard great things about 13 Sentinels. Yeah. Uh, a lot of Vanillaware games are awesome. Odin Sphere and Dragon's Crown okay. are aesthetically very pretty. Um, so it's a solid it's a solid month. And I'm sorry, Nagachaka. Near as well. Yes. Near Replicate being on there is pretty big. Yep. Yeah. yeah, it's a good month. Solid. Not a not a price increase, you know, worthy yep. good month. But yep. uh, it is what it, it is. It is what it is. <laughs> Kyle, let's talk about what we're what we've been playing. Words, man. Jesus. Maybe I'm wearing the eye patch next week, you know? Man, my eye is so itchy right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, it must look like a spa. A dirty spa, you know? It's not great. <laughs> All right, Kyle. I want to hear about Eternites or Internites. Well, before we get it, let me get into the, the other things first, because I didn't play oh, okay. too much of those. Okay. Um, got NBA 2K. How I realize it? it has many issues when it comes to like uh, money and purchasing levels and whatnot. I get it. The city hub sucks. I hate it. I've always hated it. Yeah. It's like the hub where your player is and like for some reason you have like an electric skateboard that you can just ride around the city and go from courts and different. I hate it. Just Mm. transport me to the thing. Uh, Career mode is fine. Gameplay is great. Uh, Yeah. I'm going to keep playing it, uh, but I'm not going to like, this isn't going to be like my MLB, the show. You're not like, I'm going to, no, no, no. I'm going to enjoy my time with it, but it's not like, God, I can't wait to, you know, get this new card or whatever. Gotcha. I, I don't touch that mode in, in, in NBA. So, yeah, um, yeah it's fine. Right. Uh, goodbye, Volcano High. Oh, my God, Joe. Yeah? I'm only ep- two episodes in. Tell I don't know how it. many there are. Tell me about it. This game is so beautiful. Yeah? It is stunning. It is. The music is incredible. Uh, the way it does rhythm game, uh, like the mini games, is really fun. Mm-hmm. 
Um, I'm really digging the story so far. Um, I just got to the point where the news, uh, um, breaking news came on about an asteroid being clocked on the outside of the solar system. And uh, they expect if it does hit, it's doomsday for everybody. Yeah. And so like these dino teens are figuring out how to navigate it. And it's a beautiful coming of age story of Fang who is uh, the main character um, who is non-binary and trying to get her banned to like uh, um, greatness. Sure. And and dealing with the relationships with her band members and they wanting to do other things like it is. It's really, really good. (laughs) I'm having a great time with it. Fang, the dinosaur. Fang. That's where you lost me. Well, why couldn't be? Sorry. Why could it be a better name? Fang's too on the nose, you know. They want to go by Fang. All right, whatever. <laughs> I'm not going to judge a, di- a dinosaur's decisions, but yeah, no. You know, they, uh, I think. What, what are they, they going to name? Have... If I'm a dinosaur, I'm going to be named Claw. No, they all have regular names. And oh, okay, just so they're just that, oh, okay. That's that it. character yeah. chooses to go by Fang. That's it. All right, all right fair enough. Yeah, they yeah. can live their life. Uh, the music's stellar, though. I will yeah. like that is that is the key point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, fair enough. Very good. All right, you know what? Fang? It also does this really cool thing. Maybe I should have, have make... judged a dinosaur by their scales. You should have. Yeah. yeah. Um. <laughs> it does like when it comes to like really hard decisions in the game yeah like any telltale game where you have to choose one or the other um in this in order for you to like make that tough decision it will give you additional button presses to confirm that you are okay making that tough decision yeah so it's like a double down like you know this is a pivotal moment Mm -hmm. i can see the gears working in your brain for something yeah uh so like you can go in between and when you click on certain choices it will the text will change and it's like your inner voice saying like oh that's stupid don't say that like mm. i'm overreacting but when it comes to like you know the tough things you move over to it and then it'll stop going halfway through and like are you sure press down l2 r2 to like confirm your decision i really dig that right. as like it's those tough decisions in real life like you know you have to like double down and make sure you want to do them yeah. So this is to gamify that, and I think it works really well. Fair enough. I was just thinking with the eye patch, I I want to call you Claw from here on out. Okay. <laughs> claw. Like Ulysses Claw, who's stealing vibranium. <laughs> yeah, something like that. Something <laughs> like that. We just got to remove an arm, but we'll make it work. All right, Kyle. I want to know on, about Eternals. Which is right there. You look like so a sailor we're... who's seen some shit. You know, that's all I'm gonna say. I've seen some shit, Joe. Uh, Talk about. I actually wrote down notes. Oh, really? Because you you told me I'm, you're like you beat it. I'm like, okay, cool. How was it? You're like, this is one of the most horny games I've ever played. In my life. It's so horny, y'all. It's so, real horny. So please note, uh, code provided by the developer. Uh, yeah. These thoughts are our own. Uh, so Kyle, yep. take it away. What is Eternite's? Why should people may or may not want to want to check this thing out? If you are a fan of Persona mm-hmm. and the way Persona deals with, you know, hanging out with your party members, your confidants and raising their your bonds with them. This needs to be on your radar. You need to play it immediately. 
Um, I think that is easily the strongest part of this game. I was not a gigantic fan of the action combat, uh, strictly because the dodge is so stiff. It's like Mm. ridiculous, ridiculously bad in in my in my eyes, because all the enemies will like, you know, flash red. And that's when, you know, you can dodge it, whatever. And there's also a parry, like a little blue that you can also press. But both of those like reactions are a little bit delayed. Like there's some sort of input lag Mm -hmm. and I couldn't couldn't always get it. Um, So that was a really big bummer, especially when it came to like the last battle. Because it's like a nonstop 20 minute thing. Oof. And you have to rely on it. And those attacks go fast. The window is very small. Okay. It didn't feel great. But the characters shine. Mm. It the characters are so fun. And it is so self-aware. Like you you start you start the game with you and your best friend uh Chani and uh he's like helping you set up a dating profile because mm-hmm. you're they're t- they're like you know high schoolers or yeah. recently out of high school and all they can think about are, are girls Chits, and, and they're bro. like yeah, yeah. sign up for this dating profile and you're trying to help them out whatever on okay cupid <laughs> yeah and then there's a new dating profile thing that pops up and uh you have to like take a test and choose what you think or whatever oh wow okay it's fun um and after that happens, there's like breaking news thing of like this miracle drug, Eternite, mm. um, being in like the last stages of of certification, whatever it is. And when your friend leaves, this is where I know th- how horny this game was. Mm-hmm. You can walk up to your desk, and you can interact with a, a box of tissues. God damn it! That's how we're working. And, and the line of dialogue, everybody is. This is right after you being said that you have it hit on a dating profile, whatever. Sure. The quote is when you click the tissue box, tissue box goes, I still have you, tissue box. Oh my God. <laughs> and that was within the first four or five minutes. So it's like, you know what? I know what I'm in for. Yeah. But and like, it just. Go, go for no, it. Because I, 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 I see you looking. The claw. Oh I yeah, see I, might, I just have my notes and stuff. Okay, um, um, I. It, it, so this isn't like a game for like people that are trying to get into like games like like the Persona likes. No, right? no, this no, is no, for no, like no. the the people that like love their personas, love like these like you know more quirky you know, or types dating of games. Or dating if you like sims. dating sims, okay. this is absolutely up your alley with a little bit of action game in between. Mm. Um. So on top of like that kind of humor and that kind of writing, um, the it Eternite drug like explodes and it basically turns into like a it causes a zombie outbreak. Everyone Ooh, okay. goes crazy. Everyone turns into these weird messed up monsters. And the enemy design looks cool. It's just mm-hmm. they repeat often. Okay, so the enemies are repetitive. How's yeah. how does you said when he, when you talk about the combat, the dodge is a little bit too. Uh, stiff stiff how's yeah. the combat overall though serviceable it's okay. okay it's just okay right mm-hmm. like you're attacking with your square um you can hold down as you 
raise your confidence levels yeah and you form stronger bonds with them you can then unlock different skills within them uh-huh. so like um uh oh my god yuna uh the pop star uh, oh. it, uh her thing is like healing uh, okay. Another one is like ice base magic and another one is like defense. And like, so that is what boosting their, your bond with them will give you those kind of beneficial okay. skills. Okay. Um, and you can upgrade that way. You upgrade that way by defeating enemies will give you black ember or black something. Mm-hmm. Um, and then black essence maybe. And then by going out on dates and, doing scavenging missions for your other people will give you white essence and that's the stuff that will be their skills specific oh okay thanks okay it Uh, sounds just interesting enough and so it's very interesting yeah yeah so it really does sound like at the end of the day the combat may not be there but it is the social elements that you're really in for. Like it's the character building One million percent. It's the character arcs you're experiencing. And then like a little bit of romance as well. Oh, a whole lot of romance. Oh boy. <laughs> so, so that's the thing. That's the thing where like, I wish there was more time in between things like persona every day. You have something to do. Yeah. Which is very similar to this, except there are some times where it'll just skip ahead five days. Hmm. And I wish I had those five days to get to know another character, because by the end of it, I could only really get through two full bonds with two of the party members out of the four or five. And I wish I had more time to get to know the other ones, because the other ones are also super cool. Um, And just really quickly about the type of game this is, I texted you this because I think it's just really, really funny. Yeah, go for it, Um, please. uh, uh, Yuna... um, or somebody puts up like a little dot on the map mm-hmm. and um, your option is like, oh, I wish you could make the dot bigger. And her response is, I've seen your dot. Oh, my God. <laughs> or like you wake up from the first boss fight and you chat with your best friend about the porn you stole from your friend's grandfather. And your friend vows to burn it all because you think you're dying. You know, that kind of heartfelt. Yeah. like get rid of my search history kind of talk whatever oh god yeah kyle and, by the way Eunice, if i yeah. die take my iphone throw it in a I got canyon you. thank you i got you take my computer uh, and- <laughs> smash it burn it liquefy and then it. Eunice says uh stop it you perverts and then it cuts to a black screen and the text on the screen goes you realize you aren't as hurt as you thought you were you get up and brush off your clothes it's awkward <laughs> oh my goodness gracious. so like it's very self-aware yeah. there's also like you're falling from a building and uh, you have this magical hand that you can transform into a sword, which is how you attack. Okay. Um, and uh, Yuna is yelling to you. And this is all very early, by the way. Uh, Yuna is yelling at you like, do something, save us, kind of because you're falling like 30 stories. And then you remember of the one cutscene where you walk into her room and you can see a bit of her bra. Oh, boy. And then you like got it, and you transform your hand into her bra as a parachute, and you float down with your friends on top of the bra. Like it's that kind of level of stuff we're getting in this Fair. game. I, listen, and and you know what? Respectfully, and there's so much more. There's a lot more really freaky things, yeah. but respectfully, I that. know this game ain't for me. But I know like people in the chat, they're like they're really digging this. Yeah, like, yeah, no, digging, like, like that is the reason to get it. Yeah. 
Yeah. And so it's only 30 doll hairs. My only question here for you is, or my last question is, uh, cutscenes. Are is this like a comic oh. book like styling or is this like full cutscenes like how are the characters a, interacting? A lot of the dates are like what the in-game models are when you're okay. fighting or whatnot, like the 3D modeled. There are like brief little shots of like a anime pencil drawing and colorful anime styled uh, illustration. And then there are even some where it is uh, animated okay. and it's moving a little bit in the anime, um, you know, Trappings. illustration kind of yeah. stuff. Um, so it's a little bit of a mix of, of everything. I wish there was more of the anime inspired art, if I'm totally honest, because it yeah. is really good. Um, but yeah, it's kind of all over the place. And like, like I mentioned, the story is good. The characters are awesome. It's just the combat that holds it back. The combat holds it back. And also there are many moments where they kind of rush through things. Mm. Like all this takes place over maybe a month and a half. It feels like three days. They kind of rush through things really quickly. And when you do dungeons, um, similar to the persona dungeons where you have a certain amount of time to fulfill the task before everything goes to, to the shit. If you fail in the dungeon in this game, you aren't popped back to the beginning. You just start all over at the checkpoint. So that countdown until like the the end of everything is like pointless. Mm. You can never not run out of time. You can just literally wait till the last day and do the dungeon and be totally fine. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. This really does like as you're describing it, like even to me, I'm like, yeah, this just this very much sounds like it wears its love for persona on its sleeve. So if you guys love persona, would you recommend it for persona fans out there? Yes, absolutely. If you are, yeah. If you're into that dating sim kind of game, if you're into the persona confidant spending time with who you want to spend time with, it is, it is up there as like a very enjoyable experience. Fair enough. If you're going into this expecting like a really, in-depth action focused game with those elements i'm gonna say you might be a little disappointed mm-hmm. um but i still think it's worth your time fair it's a solid game and it's made by a few people too so like oh. it's pretty impressive awesome okay yeah there you go there's eternites uh yuna in chat which by the way you know i'm sorry that the main yeah. other character <laughs> the the one that i chose at the end yeah uh was named yuna uh, i i'm sorry happenstance um, yeah, it just happenstance. Or maybe it was uh, how long is my playthrough? 16, 17 hours? Okay. Maybe? All right, maybe so that's it's not like a 90-hour experience, like a person. Okay. Yeah, no, no, no. I that's beat good. it in a, in in the past weekend. All right. Like, I started Saturday night. I finished it maybe Sunday afternoon, so maybe even less than, maybe a little bit over 10. All right. It didn't take that long. Fair, fair. Kyle, I just got – I've just been playing two games. Now, recently, y'all know – the news of the dog it ain't looking good so i've been a little depressed it's one of those times where you're like do i really want to pick up a controller who we but there's been two games in particular i still want to shout out starfield because ooh we man those quests are good man i'm awesome. really enjoying this game this is fastly becoming one of my games of the year like when we're gonna Sweet. have that game of the year conversation um Starfield's going to be up there because all right. the, just the, the character interaction where the story is going 
I'm really into. Like, there is a portion of this game that definitely feels like it's inspired by Alien. And then, like, there are parts of this game that's like it feels like it's starship troopers and then like there's a part of this game where it's like it just feels like like the expanse like there's so many homages to things but it still feels like it's itself and it's all cohesive um the universe that it's building through the stories in this game are really where this game shines it's not through the exploration uh because i honestly feel like most of the 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 worlds that you're visiting are kind of bland. It's really all about the story. So I'm playing it like I'm the Mandalorian, like I'm a bounty hunter with a soul. And uh, damn, I'm loving my time with it. So much so, Kyle. Can I tell you something? Can I? Yeah. Audience, can I? Thinking about buying a Series S. Ooh. Taking it on the go. You know what I'm saying? Getting that little screen. Getting that little screen. You know? Maybe that's your last spending item that we talked about. Maybe. I'm very (laughs) depressed. Who knows? Um, then last but not least, I put a few good hours into the crew motor fest, um, also code provided by Ubisoft. So thank you, Kyle. I'm again, maybe five, six hours into this game. I am uh, to walk back again. Like we got news of, you know, my dog's still not doing well. He's getting worse. Mm -hmm. And I just wanted a game where I just shut off my brain for a few moments and I just, I'm racing. Like I'm looking at that yeah. that line, and if it's turning red, that's when I start breaking. Like you know, just something that just to forget about things. Yeah, Crew Motorfest is doing that for me, and uh, oh, yeah. thank you so much. It's very much a Ubisoft take on Forza. Um, oh my gosh, uh, Horizon. Horizon. Yeah, because that was a question from your girlfriend's son Luke earlier in yeah. chat, saying like, <laughs> "Is that?" comparison you know it's very much that it's very very apt this is for lack of better terms it's like yeah kids we got forza horizon at home like for the folks that have playstations don't have an xbox this is the closest thing that you're going to get to forza horizon um and while it's not as polished as forza horizon is in terms of like how the game looks visually how some of the cars feel um you know the physics of of motorsport definitely you can see why playground are are, are some of the best in their craft this is no slouch either like Mm -hmm. the one thing that i gotta mention um the the variety that you're you have in the space so like for example you can have off-roading where like you're driving a jeep or like a ford bronco and you're going off-road and you're going through all like the the you know the the tropical forests of hawaii to then you're going through with muscle cars right so you're driving like a mustang or like a a dodge and you're living your fun or sorry you're fast and the furious life um and then you have like f1 races where you're driving F1 cars or Japanese styled cars. And you're getting to, when you're going through each and every one of them, you're actually kind of getting introduced into what they keep saying. This is not just, this is, this is not just a PlayStation thing or a Gran Turismo thing is car culture. So you're actually getting an intro, which is like real life folks. So it's no like, Hey guys, my name's wacky Jim. No, it's like, here (laughs) is one of the legends of, you know, uh, of of Japanese uh, uh, street racing, and he's here to talk to you about his craft. Um, so mm-hmm. it's educational, while at the same exact time, it's bringing new people in 
uh, to the genre, which I really love. And a lot of it is like, yeah, you have your races and some of it's like, be first. But a lot of it is just like, hey, just have fun out there, kids. And you're just playing the game. It's never, again, there are definitely challenges and things you want to obtain, but like, it always feels like it's for the fun of it. It's not for being first, so to speak. Kyle from the trophy room, you have your hand raised? Yes. Hi. Uh, previous crew games touted like you could fly a plane yep. and you could drive a boat. Can yep. you do this in here? Yes. So you could switch awesome. cars mid races. You could switch vehicles as well. Uh, the one thing that like I saw was like there was this ramp and I was like, man, I would really like there's this ring that I that I have to get to but like there's no car that i could get off this ramp mm-hmm. and literally you could just take the ramp with your car and when you're going off the ramp you could just turn into a, a an airplane <laughs> oh that's so cool so I yeah love that. there's moments where it's just like um you know i was driving one race and this is one of the introductory races and they're just like yeah that bmw is pretty stock let me get you a new one and literally i'm driving mm-hmm. a blue like basic bmw then all of a sudden my bmw turns into the souped up red you know racer oh, that's cool so, like, they, it's very much a video game-ass video game. It's like, here's mm-hmm. Hawaii, and Hawaii looks beautiful. Um, and at the same exact time, you know, they're like, and this is a playground for you guys. So go out there and have fun. So it's, to me, there's something about the Horizon world that it's just like, yeah, this is this is London, or like, or sorry, this is England, or this is Australia. Forza Horizon, that is. Yeah, Forza Horizon. And it feels very much like those areas where Hawaii is just like, here's some tiki torches. Like, you know, like it it, it doesn't, it doesn't. We have Hawaii at home. Exactly. It feels a bit like we have Hawaii at home. So I'm really digging this game. Again, six hours in, very much my early impressions, but I'm really enjoying it. And I love what they're doing. It's very much Horizon inspired, even down to like some of the uh, the the little like mini games that distract you, like you're going from one uh, one race to the next. Mm -hmm. As you're driving there, it's it could be like, hey, take a cool photo, or like you know, like zigzag kind of like speed race uh, and try to like beat your time of of your friends, or like Mm -hmm. go and collect these rings in X amount of time. Like there's a lot of fun to be had here. And not to mention cool. the hub world that I'm just starting to uncover is a sh- is a showcase. Like you're walking in there and it's just showcasing all these cars. I saw the DeLorean and I was just like, that is a car that will be mine <laughs> and I will race yeah. and I will lose every single race. But I'm going to see if these bass suits could go 90. Yeah. So I know you didn't play the previous one, but I when learning about this at the Ubisoft event, I really... I really want to applaud them for any car you had in the previous game. You could bring over to this one. That's awesome. It's just like, Hey, your garage is already full. If you played our games, bring them on over. Like, I love that idea as someone who plays like annual games, like sports games. I do wish that was a little bit of the norm. Yeah. Um, and th- this is cool that they're actually doing it. So yeah. you can have like a, if you are a fan of the, the game and played the previous one, you just have like a full garage of really cool stuff that you could drive in this one. Yeah. That's really cool. Again, I'm super early on, but my impressions are incredibly positive. Like I'm having a whole lot of fun. It's not as polished as as some of them out there, but I do want to give a shout out to the dual sense features 
are really yeah. impressive. Like it, it's not as gimmicky as like sure the brake, you know, there's a little tension on on the triggers mm-hmm. every now and again when you're shifting gears, you feel the right trigger kind of kick up a little bit. But it's it's more so in the haptics. Like you feel the engine revving um and then you also feel when cars go by you like you feel a swoosh. So I got to mm-hmm. applaud this game for the dual sense features as well. Overall I though, hate that still loving it. Even subconsciously you found a way to show off the Final Fantasy controller. <laughs> and honestly, if well, the next one was the PS3 one, so thank God I did. Thank God. I was like, I know you're not doing it on purpose, <laughs> but how dare you? But this is the fourth goddamn episode of the row. <laughs> but yeah, I'm I'm really enjoying the crew, man. Uh, you'll probably get my full review by the by next week's episode, but I'm Hell. I'm thoroughly enjoying it. Also, seems like it's a very easy plat. If you're into that. So, yeah. 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 All right, Kyle. That's all we've been playing. Now, Kyle, are you holding on to something? Just a little fidget cube. Ooh, I'm going to hold on to this COVID test that I broke midway through the show. That's right. That's right. (laughs) Uh, Kyle, it's time to prepare the drop. Here are the latest steals and deals coming to the PlayStation storefront. Eternites on PS5, PS4. Myth Force on PS5, PS4. Nor Play With Your Food on PS5, PS4. The Isle Tide Hotel on PS5 and PS4. Tohau New World on PS5, PS4. On September 13th, Gravity Oddity on PS4. Mystic Gate on PS5, PS4. Super Bomberman R2 on PS5, PS4. Funny enough, I heard an advert for this game on the radio. Really? Strange. You listen to the radio? Well, because at work. At work when oh, we're transporting. Yeah, fair. we can't that's like fair. listen to our iPads, so Z one hundreds. Sadly, the only thing I got. <laughs> at least I can't play Lizzo anymore, you know? Anyway. That that was a previous Switch game, right? Silver Landing. Yes. Yeah, I believe so. Uh fourteen sorry, on the fourteenth, add Infinium on PS five, PS four. Uh AK Exoli on PS five, PS four. We Axolotl. Just, Axolotl, thank you. Just got code for that. Um, Ooh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm excited. Ooh. I'm excited because this game looks super, super cute. And yeah, uh, yeah I'm gonna uh, let's see. M- next week, you're gonna hear my thoughts on it. Behind the frame, the finest scenery VR on PSVR two. Heavy duty challenge on PS five. Inspector Gadget. <laughs> Mad time party Woo-hoo. on PS five, PS four, and Sumnum. Uh, Eterna on PS5, PS4, and on the 15th, I said it all wrong. I get it. I get it, Kyle. No, gotta, no, no, no. You said it perfectly. Oh, okay. But when you said it, it sounded it sounded like you were, you know, from the South, like something. Like, something. No. Something <laughs> over here. Something. Uh, speaking of the South, NASCAR Arcade Rush <laughs> it comes out on the 15th, PS5, and PS4. Kyle, it's time for our the last segment of the night and our favorite segment of the night. It is time for the Sony Pony Express. Kyle, you mind reading this question? Because there's something actually I want to fact check real fast. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Green Gorilla Gamer writes in, Sup, boys? You guys just about killed me last episode. I laughed so damn hard. Sorry I made you relive gaming trauma. And also, Kyle... You did look crazy just saying bull crazy. Well, I was crazy look at once. this man now. His name is now the claw. You know? <laughs> they locked me in a room, a rubber. Hold on, pause. Have you guys seriously never heard of this before? 
No. Uh, question for the show. If you could pick one console game to work seamlessly on your phone to take with you anywhere, what would you pick? And although I've never played my answer, I feel like Death Stranding would be cool just from what I've heard about it. And question for the Nintendo Nook slash Sony Pony Express. Let's aha. That sounded so much funnier in my head. <laughs> Top three Nintendo games you'd want to see come to PlayStation. For him, Mario Kart Wii, Super Metroid, and Legend of Zelda Majora's Mask. Oh, Can't wait God. for the show. You guys are awesome. Thanks for continuing continuing to be a part of my week. That goes to you all. Thank you, Green Gorilla Gamer. I also wanted just to shout out Arashi Castle of Sin Final Cut. Become the Master Assassin. November 16th on PSVR 2. It's a samurai game. Let's go. Ooh. Just Ooh, wanted to shout that okay. out. Just wanted to shout that out. Sorry. Okay. Uh, three... There was that other PSVR game on Twitter today. Yeah. Like a social deduction game with like robots. It looks cool. Yeah. What did you hear, hear about that? Oh, Twitter. We'll talk about it during the state of play. Or we already did. We already did. Why like... are we talking about it? Why are we talking about it? Um, Come on. What are three right. Nintendo games I'd want to see on PlayStation? And what? And would... a game that you take anywhere with you on the phone. So the phone one's easy for me. Give me yeah. MLB the show Ooh. on the go. My hours would be way higher. You kidding yeah. me? I can hit home runs while I'm on the toilet? Come, Come on. on. I'll do uh, that all day. Let me start with the Nintendo games. Let me start with yeah. the Nintendo games. Get Metroid on PlayStation Stat. We would actually give it the love it deserves. Mm-hmm. Um, we'd give it to Housemark, and all would be well. Mm-hmm. Then we give... We take Legend of Zelda. Um Okay. We give Neil Druckmann Majora's Mask. Okay. I just want to see what that sick son of a gun does with it, you know? All right. Yeah, he, I feel like he's always in that headspace to explore death <laughs> <laughs> and the stages of grief. What better man? And then last but not leastly, uh, I want Mario Kart as well. I th- I actually think, Green Girl, you got the list because I want I want Kratos. I want Sackboy. I'm really thinking Sackboy. I'm thinking Mod Nation Racers when I'm thinking Mario Kart. Yeah. Put a little in. big planet karting. Yeah. Um, Put them in. Yeah. Mario Kart, easy. I want a PlayStation Kart racer so bad. Uh, I'm kind of with you on Metroid. We'd give him the love yeah. that it deserves. Yeah. Uh, I'm not a Zelda guy, so I'm not going to say Zelda Jeez. right here and now. I know. I'm sorry. I'm working on it, everybody. There's too many games. I, I had a plan to be going back and playing the older ones and all these new games threw that out the window. Yeah. Uh, but I'm going Smash. Oh, Give me the PlayStation, you know, character yeah. brawler. Like, give me that fighter. Make yeah. it, just make PlayStation All-Stars Battle Royale better, Great but again. in the Smash formula, you know? Yeah, that too. Um, I'm thinking, like, honest to God, I'm amazed at, like, Resident Evil working on an iPhone, but I can't yeah. think off the top of my head what's a game I want to play on the go. For me, the... I mean, Sea of Stars probably makes sense, but that's very recent. Like, for me, it's just, like, the the option of playing a game on the go. It's it's never the thing that I want to be my main option. So, yeah, I would say that. Yeah. You don't want a Bloodborne on the go? You don't want to no. go to Yarnum? God, no. God, no. Because Ghost of Tsushima? Do some standoffs? No, because that all is like timing. And the thing that yeah, I can't do I'm is timing you. off a small screen. You yeah, know? I'm with you. Oh, man. All right, Kyle. Yeah. This comes from Solo. Solo writes in, what is a trophy each of you have that when you saw the name of it, 
you loved it. For example, I love this one. And it's a Final Fantasy 16 uh, trophy that says, Shift. <laughs> <laughs> it's really good. Yeah. Uh, so, Solo, yes, you asked this last week. I apologize. We forgot it. That's yeah. why it's here now. Uh, I have a great trophy that I didn't get. Oh, okay. Tell like, me. I don't own this trophy, but I love the name of it. It's from Resistance 2. Mm. And it's for it's a gold trophy for completing the single-player campaign on superhuman difficulty. And the trophy is called OMG WTF BBQ. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I, I really, I really, really enjoy that one. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. I can't really think of any. Like, there's some that I, I look and go, ha ha. But, like, the trophies are, like, they're, I don't know, they're to-do lists for me. Fair. So, I, I don't have one. I'm sorry, Sola. I'm sorry. I've, 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 I'll let you go. Uh, an, another one is Fence Post from an MLB The Show on Vita mm. that I got. It was one of the hardest ones at the time. You had to score one run in every inning and only one run mm. so that when you look at the box score, it looks like a Fence Post. Like oh, with the picket fence points. That's, that's why it's awesome. called fence posts. And I, I enjoy that one too. Yeah. Awesome. That one I do have. Fair. Fair. All right, Kyle, are you ready for these last questions? Yo. Yuna writes in. Hey there, you two. Hope you're both doing well. My question this week is what is your favorite challenge runs? In games like Knife Only and Resident Evil games, am I? Uh, I'm doing a replay of Tales of Cold Steel one through four before I get into Reverie, and I'm challenging myself to do Nightmare sort of New Game Plus run, having the highest difficulty with bringing over max bonding pints since I can't do a run on New Game Plus or New Game Plus run, and I have. Uh, sorry, I have been challenged. So I throw the ball over to you guys. What are your favorite challenge runs in games? I hmm. personally don't like challenge runs. I don't. I, I like can't it. say I'm a fan. Yeah. Like the knife only in Resident Evil. I That doesn't sound don't. appealing to me at all. Yeah. I'm always nervous that I'm going to click the wrong button and like shoot a pistol, you know? Yeah. And that's going to ruin the whole thing for me. Yeah. typically is the case because I'm thinking about not doing the thing. Yeah. yeah. Right? Like, you're backed into the corner. You're overwhelmed. You're like, oh, if I, only I could just get yeah. my rocket launcher out and blow them all away. Yeah. So, nah. for me, like, even, like, the, the challenge rooms in Resident Evil 4, I'm like, respectfully, this is, I know I can never do this. <laughs> yeah. This is, this is insane. But, like, sometimes I like to challenge myself where I'll be like, I'll play Bloodborne and be like, I'm only going to use, you know. I don't know, like the saw cleaver or whatever. You oh, know, try yeah. to use another weapon or like, yeah, I'm going to be a mage this time around. I'm going to make sure it works in Elden Ring. So that's what I typically try to do. But I don't like challenge runs. That's not the way I, I like to play. I guess the only one I enjoyed the hunt of it and the challenge of it was the Fall Guys five wins in a row mm, trophy. Fair. That's similar to like a challenge run where you have to win five in a row, like the trophy says. And it was hella hard. Yeah. I enjoyed that, but normally when it's like tied to a trophy or or even you coming up with your own, it's just not my kind of jam. Fair, fair. Ghetto Berry writes in, hey guys, it's my birthday today, September 13th that is. Hey, happy and birthday. it's a big one, a massive 40. Oh, happy oh, birthday, oh, my man. Happy but birthday. But still young at heart. 
So yeah, to celebrate, right. we are driving up to Manchester this weekend and visiting an arcade club, Europe's biggest arcade building. Ooh. Four floors of pure what? arcade cabinet fun with a bar uh, practically on every floor. It's heaven. Can I come? Can I get a holler? <laughs> so going by the theme of arcades, what games can we recreate from the 80s, 90s, and early 2000s? arcade game i could totally see cod as a as a duck hunt game with terrorists <laughs> or how problematic that would be since it's in the 80s that'd be nuts yeah. uh, or the last of us but a house of the dead game Ooh. or what about gotham knights but as oh my god tmnt shredders revenge style beat em up what yes, say please. you as always, keep up the great work. Uh, and oh, below are pictures of last year's same rev, uh, yeah, same they're venue. In the, they're in the, they're Discord. In the Discord. Ooh, we okay. More reason to go check out the Discord. Hush, god damn. God. What what recent game would I want an arcade port of? I got it. Oh, I also got one. Go ahead. It's Call of Duty, but it's Time Crisis. Yeah. Standard. I can see that. I love Time uh -huh. Crisis, dude. Loved it. Yeah. Think about it. You throw in the knife, what? but it's in. I know. love how we're both like in the same vein. I'm also thinking in an arcade shooter, mm -hmm. but give me Resogun as an arcade Ooh, candidate. Ooh, yes. I think that would be so cool. Oh my God. I was also thinking Transformers, but like, you know, those pods for the mech games, like it's Mech Warrior, oh. Mech Assault. Yeah. That's what I was thinking. <gasps> but make it Armored Core. <laughs> oh, there you go. There you go. Hot damn. Halo had one, right? Didn't Halo have a cab? Yeah, Fire Team Raven, like, I think it's called. You you sit in. Yeah, I think yeah. I played that once. Yeah, I played it once. Yeah. Um What, what? else is there? Dark Souls in oh, the God. in the that vein of Castlevania. No, yeah. thank you. <laughs> or Dragon Quest. Yeah, that definitely. Is... No. That is my sounds nightmare like for an arcade cabinet. That sounds like fun, Kyle. Have fun with me. Ooh. And what else? What else? What else? I'm trying to think of what style of arcade cabinet it would be. But tell me. I can. So I'm I'm imagining the arcade experience for those who've never got to experience it. It's special time. Yeah. Arcades are awesome. It's not like a Just Dave the, and Buster's. It's not even no, close. No, 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 no. When you walk in and you hear the Uncharted music playing mm. and there's an Uncharted cabinet there, I just don't know what style of arcade game that yeah. would be. I mean, I wanted to do it. Um... <laughs> Wait, I got one. Yeah, God of War, but it's whack-a-mole. <laughs> you know? I'm That's thinking. awesome. You yeah. get a little axe. <laughs> oh, sorry. Couldn't mute that. Yeah. Or Mjolnir. You're yeah. like, either or. Boy. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be cool. Goddamn. Arcades are fun. We should we need to They're so good. Let's just go back. Please. Please. I'll take Reagan. I did see president. uh I like I barely want an NBA jam. What I didn't even hear what you said. <laughs> you said uh, I'll take Reagan be president. I wasn't even uh, alive during the eighties. <laughs> I really want an NBA jam cabinet here. Yeah. Or like an X Men arcade game, you know. NFL Blitz, whatever. I did see our arcade one up. They obviously have some of those, but they're making a time crisis one. Ooh, with like the actual, you know, guns. I'm telling you, PSVR time crisis is right it's, there. It's right, right there. in front of you. <sighs> 
Ace Insane writes in, question for the Sony Pony Express. Yeah. Yeah. When uh, games let you have a romantic partner, what are some of your favorite wives slash husbandos that stand out? For me, it's Liara and Mass Effect as one example. Also, Joe, Andresia and Starfield. <laughs> Sorry, Andresia or Sarah in Starfield. To me, Andresia all the way. Ace Insane knew exactly where my brain was going <laughs> to. And um, I just respect him. You know, I just respect him. That's a man. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Andresia is such a lady. It's Andresia all the way. It's Andresia all the way. Um, Andresia is bae. Uh, she is my wife. And once I found her, it was love at first sight because I let go of Vasco. Sarah just started to annoy me because she's too goody two shoes and I couldn't just kill anybody and steal all this stuff. Andresia, there's some leeway, you know? Okay. So, Andresia, when it comes to Starfield, when I think of romantic partner, oh man. This is, this is. I've got an easy one. I mean, I got an easy one too, but you go first. Miranda, Mass Effect 2. God bless. Judy, cyberpunk. I am but a man. Oh, that's fair. I'm not a um, pay man, man. And sure, did I think about my life with Rivers? Sure, who didn't? I mean, <laughs> look at look at that body on that man, you know, on that fella. You know? I also... Made you question mm, sometimes. I know not everyone played it. I know you enjoyed it when I think we live streamed a little bit. I don't know if you ever went through it all. Mm-hmm. Uh, I r- I'm really particular to Saffron from Five Dates. Oh, fair enough. Fair enough. Yes. Saffron was very, very yeah. good as a romantic partner. Rare. Um. Also, just give it up to Cortana. Let's be real. We all sure. thought about it. We all okay. thought about it. Thinking of coming home and she's making a virtual meatloaf. You what know? version of Halo lets you... <laughs> date cortana i mean oh the question specifically games that ha- i let you choose oh partner. well i'm sorry i was thinking games <laughs> i'd like to have romantic partners oh you know I mean? okay i just like to think the way joe played halo the entire time like oh cortana <laughs> <laughs> well they always had a will they won't they sexual tension that i okay. would love like to okay. see go somewhere yeah fair well, yeah, there you go. So, yeah, mine's is Judy, 100%. Andresia, respectfully. Miranda as well, uh, Mass Effect 2. Um, then who was the chick in Mass Effect 1? Then she turned out Liara? to be a space... No, she turned out to be a space Oh, racist. Ashley? Ashley, yeah. Yeah. Made me think. I was like, maybe I could see myself evading a capital on January 6th with her, you know? Oh, boy. Space capital. Get me out of the situation. <laughs> Listen, you're the one with the eye patch, all right? I feel I'm not like saying wild shit right now. <laughs> I feel like you have a shaman on speed dial <laughs> with that eye patch there. All right? Jeez <laughs> Louise. Oh, Let's God. take the Citadel back. Gosh darn. <laughs> Everybody, that's been the trophy of a PlayStation podcast <sighs> made by the players for the players. Kyle, is there anything you'd like to spotlight before we get on out of here? I had a lot of fun uh, this episode. Myself, Mr. K-Step, pretty much everywhere. Um, 6-1 Indie, all the indie gaming news you need to know about. Definitely stole that tagline from some something. I don't Could remember it, it right now. New uh, to me. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, 6-1 Indie.com. 
you can go to 61indie.com slash showcase to watch the indie game showcase that we put on a few weeks ago, um, as well as dev interviews and all that stuff. Uh, it'd be greatly appreciated. Mm-hmm. Uh, before we go, I do want to shout out our PlayStation DualSense Spider-Man Collector's Edition giveaway. Oh, man. Sorry. Spider-Man DualSense giveaway. There you go. Ends on the 25th. Join the Discord. Be a patron if you'd like. You don't have to be, but earn your extra points. Uh, Or rate us five stars on either Apple Podcasts or on Spotify to be entered to win a Spider-Man DualSense controller. And uh, just a big shout out to everybody. Y'all have been so incredibly kind, um, especially today as we, you know, Doggo is not doing any better. He's getting progressively worse. And, you know, it's, it's been a rough month. Um, and just seeing everybody reach out, you know, like a lot of people, like I know Kyle, you're doing the, what's the, what's the thing? The, um, the Jeff Keeley awards where they're going to put you on a JPEG. Oh, future class, future class. Right. Um, you know, I, I've seen a lot of that and, um, honestly, I, 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 I just feel so jaded. I was like, eh, whatever this mm-hmm. seeing everybody reach out here definitely shows that I'm not alone. Seeing the love and support that we've cultivated from this community is just enough for me, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so I really want to thank everybody because it's been, it's been real rough. So I want to thank everybody once again for being the best community on the internet. Um, and with all that said, with all that out of the way, everybody find me, over at Mr. Bad Bit. Find the show over at PS Trophy Room on Twitter. Uh, go find us at PS Trophy Room as well on YouTube slash PS Trophy Room. You can find us there. Um, and yeah, so with all that said, with all that out of the way, I'm sorry I ended on such a bummer note. Keep Love it you, what's buddy. about you. <laughs> Love you too. Keep hunting and keep playing PlayStation. See y'all. Bye. Love you. <laughs>